Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh Oh my! Welcome back to Our Goblet of Wine is Better, our series about the Harry Potter books, movies, and everything in between. In this episode, we will be discussing the second half of the Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets film. So we'll be finishing it, and it'll be just as long as the other one. Maybe longer, who knows. Maybe longer. (laughs) This is where all the exciting stuff happens. It is, because we get to fully discuss the book and the movie. Exactly. Um, but before we get into uh, the second half, starting with Christmas, uh, we want to give a shout out to our triple threat patron, Boom1121. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Boom1121. Um, thank you for being a triple threat. Yes, thank you. We love you. We appreciate it. It's great. Yes. Um, I don't think there's anything else. I don't think so. Okay. So Harry Potter, and it's Christmas. (laughs) Yes. Um, In the theatrical version, they cut this part out, but I feel like it's so short that they should have just kept it in. Okay. Yes, I I agree. Yeah. Not only is it, like, not a super long scene, but it's also a really important scene, in my opinion. Well, it is, for sure, because it links to another scene later as well Mm -hmm. that is actually in the movie right which specifically the one where they talk about him again as the heir of slytherin um i guess yeah probably pretty sure i'm pretty sure that's in the actual one probably um but anyway this scene it's super short and it gives you that book fred and george vibe that doesn't really happen in the movies. Okay, this is what they say. They're like, hey, look, everyone, it's the heir of Slytherin. Be careful. He's a seriously evil wizard. And I just, I feel like it should have stayed because it's so short. 
that specific part sounded so forced to me. I know. It was like it, it was but I think it was also like this is only the second movie. They still have room to grow as actors and yeah. whatnot and just better writing and whatnot. Yeah, they definitely know. do. But it was just kinda like, Oh, look out everyone. It's the air of Slytherin. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so forced. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, e- even still, it was kind of like, hey, we got book friend George here. Like, exactly. hell yeah. Yeah, they, they at least kind of tried, you know? Yeah. Instead of just totally not putting book friend and George in the movies at all. <laughs> yeah. Which, Which, I mean, obviously, friend and George aren't as, um, as important as characters right now. Yeah. But they definitely are later. Or at least they're more seen later. And yeah. yeah. More obvious, I guess. They're definitely seen more later. Mm. I still feel like it should have stayed, even if it was forced. Yeah. But that's probably why it got cut. I mean, it's the it's not just that specific part. It's also the, uh, like, Harry's bothered by they're the only ones having the laugh. And, you know, uh, yeah. and Harry, Ron, Hermione are having this discussion. And Harry is like, you know, I didn't know I could speak parcel tongue. What else don't I know about myself? Yeah. And it's kind of like... Yeah, yeah, I'd be bother- bothered about that too, <laughs> right? honestly. For real. But, uh, I mean, the fact that he doesn't know that he could speak parcel tongue, like, it was just a natural thing for him that he didn't question or realize. Um, you know, he does kind of start believing that maybe he is the heir of Slytherin and he is doing all the stuff that's been happening. It's true, which I have an issue with because does he have blocks of time that he can't remember? He doesn't. That's the so thing. So why he, does he think he's doing this? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> because that's the only way you could be doing it and not knowing that you're doing it. <laughs> true. That's very true. That's what happens to Ginny. <laughs> she has blocks of time that she has no clue what she's done in them. <laughs> so. Yeah. And like, like, I understand that the whole aspect of like Harry doesn't have any blocks of memory missing. But it's also, like, there's all these things pointing to him being the heir. That's kind of like, well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't either. (laughs) I also want to point out that in this scene, uh, this deleted scene, uh, it's pointed out that Malfoy is staying for the holidays as well. Yep. uh, Which is kind of weird in a way. Because you would think that Malfoy would be going home. Yeah. I wonder so, I wonder why he's staying. Yeah, I wonder that too. Like is there something going on with Lucius or something? Like is he like stay at the castle? I don't know. I don't know either. It's it's kind of weird when you think about it. But Lucy does show up. As later on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Anyways, so now we the Christmas scene from the movie. Now the Christmas scene from the theatrical yep. release. <laughs> uh, you see the Great Hall. It like starts up at the ceiling, and there's snow falling. And it looks really pretty. Mm-hmm. And then you see, you know, Harry, Ron, Hermione sitting away from all the other students at their Hello, table, needy. which is weird. Yeah. Okay, so it's really weird for Harry, Ron, Hermione to be sitting away from the other students. Yeah. And it seems like no one questioned it. They were just like, ah, they're sitting over there. The rest of us are actually going to sit with our house. Mm -hmm. So, and it's like, okay. Like, what? Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was definitely strange. But, I mean, they do it in the first one, too. 
when they're playing chess. I feel uh, maybe they did. Yeah, they but did. I, I feel like all the other students were also spread out. Yeah, that's true. So it's it's the fact that in this scene, all of the houses, like everyone who's left for the holidays, they're all sitting like scrunched up together. Yeah, and then the three of them were just apart, <laughs> and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I just it never really struck me as like weird. Understood. But I mean even watching it just now it didn't strike me as a strange thing. I think it's just because I was paying so much attention to it. Probably. That I was kinda like, what's you were hyper aware of what was happening. Yeah, I was very but like why? I don't know. I get it. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so three of them are sitting away from the other students. They're talking about their plans and how the polyjuice potion is ready for the, for like that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Hermione tells the boys what they have to do to get the hair from Crab and Goyle. And Hermione's like, oh, I've already got Millicent Bolstrode's hair. And I'm like, how? Yeah. How? I've always wondered that. Because, because when does she ever encounter Millicent? <laughs> I would say... Because it, it just says that she got it from Millicent's robes. Yeah. Like, and so I'm like, did she just pluck it off of her one day? Uh, yeah. But also, we've kind of discussed that. It seems like all four of the houses in a specific year have classes together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe, you know, just during one of their classes, Hermione was like, oh, she has hair on her. I'm going to pluck it off. Yeah, but we also talked about how there's a very big difference between cat hair and human hair. and That too, yeah. I'm sorry, Hermione, but like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you dumb? Because <laughs> you kind of yes. seem dumb right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking that maybe she's never owned a pet at this point. Because I feel like Millicent would have had to have like a significant amount of cat hair on her. Yeah. For Hermione to even be able to like see a hair on her and be like, oh, I'm going to get that. That's true. But even at that point, like, she should still be able to tell, like, hey, this isn't the right length. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, unless. That's not what I wanted to have happen. Unless <laughs> Millicent has, like,. I don't know. Short hair? (laughs) Like, really short hair? (laughs) Maybe she does. Because it's possible. She could be like Tonks and have, like, really short hair, but... Yeah. I don't know. She could have, like, a pixie cut or something. Yeah, we have no clue what Millicent (laughs) looks like, so... Yeah. I mean, I'm just guessing that she potentially has, like, shoulder-length hair, because that's, like, typical. Mm -hmm. But maybe she doesn't. (laughs) Maybe maybe Millicent has a long-haired cat. That's also possible. And so maybe like shoulder length hair for Millicent and then a long haired cat. And it could just... be about accurate. Yeah. Cause, cause yeah. Cause even then she'll have like those short baby hairs that are like shorter than her normal hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone has baby hairs. Oh, even definitely. if you don't want to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe Hermione's not dumb. Maybe she really genuinely thought it was right because of the length and all of that. I feel like she would have paid attention to that, maybe. I feel like so, too. I think this is just bad writing. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I agree that it's just bad writing because we're having to sit here and try to make sense of it when, like, 
we shouldn't have to be like sitting here doing that <laughs> definitely yeah but it's fine you know whatever it's fine it's young joe that's good we're good yeah <laughs> um she talks about their little their little cake plan yes the yeah. cakes that she baked especially for crab and goyle mm-hmm. and so you get the scene like outside of the great hall where yeah. harry and ron are waiting and uh, and Ron is gonna cast Wingardium Leviosa on the cupcakes, uh, but Harry is like, eh, maybe I should do that. It's true. And so he does it instead. Yeah. And I have to, I have to wonder, how are they staying in the air if Harry isn't controlling them anymore? Because he raises them up in the air and then he like lowers his wand, and I'm like, hmm, how does that work? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I never really thought about that, but I, I get it. I think at some point I've probably noticed it and I was like what because with that spell like you do have to be like actively doing it it's yeah, not it's like a, a lock setting <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say you can just set it on and keep it on as, yeah as far as we're aware you still have to have your wand like pointed at it yeah but I don't know I don't know either or maybe that's just when you're trying to move the stuff maybe like, maybe once you have it somewhere in the air, you can just leave it there? I, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think this is just one of those things where I was kind of like, is that how the spell works or not? Yeah, <laughs> well, and we don't know a lot about the spells either, so. Yeah, it's true, because, you know, we're not, the, we're not casting these spells. We don't know how they work. We didn't come up with them. Like, yeah. We don't know how they work. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's always really kind of bugged me okay. in this scene is the fact that Crab and Goyle come out of the Great Hall with, like, just arms <laughs> of sweets. Yeah. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Wh- why? What What was the point of that? They wanted to take them back to their room. Yeah, but why? I don't know. Because they I... wanted to go snacky snacky while they watched some medieval movies because they don't have TVs <laughs> there. I don't they know. <laughs> I just, I don't, I think it's one of these things where uh, Joe was trying to show how, you know, like, Crab and Goyle are, like, bigger and, um, and dumb, and I don't know, I really don't know how yeah. I'm going with this, but I just, I've never liked it. I don't like it either, um, which, this is totally off topic, but, like, what did Hogwarts kids do for fun when, like, Quidditch wasn't happening? <laughs> Wizard's chess? What about when they didn't like that game? Uh, maybe if they like reading, they read. <laughs> what if they Otherwise, like I, that? <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> they don't do anything. That castle doesn't seem to have anything in it that would like be really that entertaining, you know? Right, yeah. Maybe a Muggleborn has brought a football or something, and some of them just toss the football around. <laughs> I don't know. You would think... That Hogwarts would, like, invest in some, like, things that would entertain them? I, th- I think really what they do if they're not, um, if they're not, you know, in Quidditch or playing Wizards Chess or reading or studying or anything, they're probably just hanging out with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know what else they would do, honestly. Yeah. Maybe they wander around the castle looking for secret passageways. <laughs> They're not supposed to wander around the castle. They get in Shh, trouble sh- if they do. 
<laughs> oh, well. What are they supposed to do on weekends, then? I don't know. <laughs> Go sit on the lawn. <laughs> Wander about the castle, looking for secret passageways. Looking for the secret swimming pool. Yes, the Specifically hidden swimming that. pool. That's it. That's what they that's do. It. That's what they do. <laughs> they go find it, and then they get to go swim in it. Yep, and then they go, why didn't I bring my swimsuit? <laughs> True. Why would they bring a swimsuit? I don't know. Hogwarts doesn't have a swimming pool. <laughs> no, as far as we know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I've never thought about that before, but like, sitting here, I'm just like, what do they even do for fun? Yeah, they. we don't know. Because <laughs> as far as we're aware, they are either, you know, like working on something specific mm-hmm. be it you know studying or quidditch or whatever or they're i don't hanging out <laughs> that's, yeah. that's all i know well especially since they live in like a medieval castle like all of their light mm-hmm. comes from like fire or natural light so they have like True. candles everywhere and they have fireplaces everywhere they don't seem to have electricity but yeah. somehow they have toilets that like are normal toilets which, like, that's not done by electricity, but, like, <laughs> yeah. you'd think that as time came on, while they updated their toilets, they would update other things, right? True. Yeah, I think it's... The... <laughs> Don't you think, think that? <laughs> I think it's the fact that Joe probably wants to keep this, like, archaic feeling of the castle. And so she was like, plumbing? Yes, they can have that. Electricity? No, definitely not. <laughs> It's like, okay, then. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, what about yeah. all those poor little muggle-borns who brought, like, their, their DSs to school? And, oh, true. And they didn't have, like, a way to charge them because there was yeah. no electricity at Hogwarts. I, I feel like... I don't know, because maybe there's, like, in their acceptance letter or something, maybe there's something that says, like, oh, you can't have electronics at Hogwarts. Because <laughs> we don't have electricity. <laughs> um disclaimer (laughs) yeah but i it's it's weird because i feel like at this point um just in time like it's the 1990s yeah i think it's early 1990s and like the rest of the world has so much technology uh that you would think that they'd be like oh they have electricity and stuff maybe we should incorporate that into our place (laughs) and so it's yeah that's weird <laughs> and especially when you're a muggle born or yeah. you like someone who lives with muggles and yeah. breaks it's kind of like okay i like the muggle world better right in some ways because you get to go home and like watch tv play mm-hmm. some video yeah. games party it up and then you have to go back to school where you don't get <laughs> any of that like and and you have <laughs> to you have to write on parchment with a yeah. quill and ink yeah and- like a friggin quill and ink when you've grown up your whole life using pens probably <laughs> probably either pens or pencils or like markers just- or crayons yeah. like whatever like i they don't use bringing- those at hogwarts <laughs> i would be bringing my own collection of ballpoint pens <laughs> I'd be like, this is what I'm using. I don't care what parchment you give yep. me or I bring you whatever. Like, I'm using pens. Yeah, I'd be bringing my collection of art supplies because, like, mm-hmm. at least I can do that without electricity. Yeah. <laughs> like, just give me some some canvas and I'll work on it, you know? Like, yeah. I'll get better at painting, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, like, 
I guess that's another thing. They could have some sort of like art supply area of the castle that we just have never heard about because Harry is not an artistic individual. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's where Draco learns to draw. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I also just remembered. Yeah. There's a choir. Yeah, there is. There's a choir. I would be in the choir. I'd be like, okay, bye guys. I'd probably be in the choir too, but that wouldn't take up all but, the yeah, time that I would I need to like not be bored, you know? I know, yeah. Because at some point, you get tired of doing your homework, or you finish your homework, then you can't yeah. do any more homework. And you get tired of wandering around the castle having nothing to do, and you get tired of just sitting in the common room having nothing to do. So, like, what are you going to do? I mean, knowing me personally <laughs> at this age, I, at the age of 12, I would be reading in my spare time, probably. Same. Like, I would have a collection of books with me from home, yeah. And I would just be reading all these books that I brought. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know either. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway. Back to the story. Back yes. to the movie. <laughs> yes. Um. So we have like the extended version of the whole uh that little scene crab and goyle scene yeah uh because you because in the extended version you get to see ron and harry actually like dragging crab and goyle into the cupboard yeah um and it's kind of like ah oh, they already did that like yeah. didn't, didn't realize they did that um but i think that's also good to show because if you if you haven't read the book and you're just watching the movie, and you see the like Crab and Goyle like pass out after um, eating the cakes. That's kind of like, okay, did they just leave them there? Yeah. Or... Well, it's true because yeah, in the theatrical one, that's all you see. So you're like, okay. Yeah, you just you just see them drop, and like next thing you know, you're in the bathroom. Yep, exactly. It's like, okay. You're like, okay. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know, but uh, the... it's weird that they cut that out. That's all I'm saying. I would say the the other thing too is the fact that what was also cut out is you know Harry and Ron go back to the bathroom where Hermione is and Hermione's like oh you know I grabbed uh, these Slytherin robes from the laundry yep which you pointed out in your notes like Hogwarts has a laundry like I guess yep. that is something you just don't think about yeah because how are twelve year olds gonna be doing their own laundry in a castle like that right they got their um, own washboards. <laughs> 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 That too, they don't have actual washers and dryers. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, how do they <laughs> Hogwarts? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> you can't have washers and dryers without electricity, so what are you doing? It's washboards. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. And when do you go collect the students' clothes from them so you well, can wash them? Well, you know, I betcha it's like, because uh, we don't find out about the house elves until what, book five or six or something. Yeah. Um, and so I bet it's like, there's a specific bin or something you probably put your dirty laundry in. And I'm sure the house elves come and like, take your dirty laundry and then go wash it and then put it back in your trunk or something with washed. I don't know. We're just going to poke a million holes in this story, but, like, I'm sorry, Joe. You did not explain this one very well. I just want another book written by Joe that answers all these questions. Yeah. Like, 
please. <laughs> like, just explain Hogwarts <laughs> and yeah, what is available there and how it works. How does it work? Give us a map of Hogwarts. Like, yeah. it'll probably be a million pages long of yeah. a map, but I'll take it. Yeah, because of all the floors and all the yeah, rooms and stuff, exactly. I'm sure. But and all the like, different corridors and exactly. secret passages, just, whatever. Just tell us everything. Okay. Label all of the rooms. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. And um, make sure that you let us know what extracurriculars there are that are available because right? what? <laughs> yeah, like what do they do all day? Nothing. Clearly they just go to school and then go do their homework. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds boring. I would not love that school, but apparently everyone does. So I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Is Specifically so Muggleborns. Muggleborns, yeah. I would be so curious to know why they love hogwarts i would be too. If it's so boring especially like, if they're not someone who knows how to entertain themselves yeah you know yeah because like, like doing magic and learning magic is one thing and that's cool and all but it's cool. not gonna be a thing that can take up every second of every day for you mm-hmm. you know and specifically at a certain point i feel like it's it more becomes not necessarily a chore, but, like, you're not as excited or surprised yeah. about learning magic. It becomes more like math if you took math in, like, elementary school. I, I was going to compare it to learning an instrument, actually. Yeah, that's possible, too. Where, like, at first you're kind of like, yeah, yeah, like, let me learn this and whatnot. And then eventually you're kind of like, okay, I get it. Yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm tired of this. And you're like, can, can I just know how to do it now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Um... But then we get to the part where they drink their potions. Mm-hmm. And the, thi- the thing about me, just watching it this time, I was kind of like, okay. Like, all three of them drink, and, like, Hermione, like, drops her glass on the floor. Yeah. And then Ron also just drops his glass on the floor, and, like, both of them, like, ran to the stalls. Yeah. And I was like, why are you dropping your glass yeah. on the floor? <laughs> I don't know. I never understood the whole dropping the glasses thing. I think um, it was more just for a cinematic, yeah, like uh, effect, whatever. That's yeah. what I was about to say—that it was just for the cinematics. Um, mm-hmm. But Harry also just like chills, like <laughs> yeah. he he does not have as adverse of a reaction to Polyjuice Potion as Ron and Hermione. So like, <laughs> is Harry just used to eating gross things? I was gonna say I think Harry's just so used to shit like this that he's just like. <laughs> Whatever, like this is awful, but let's let's go. He's like, I mean, I guess this is it. <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of like, okay, because he All just right. chills there. He's like, okay, yep, this yeah. is it. I mean, like he does kind of like lean over the sink a bit. Well, yeah, I think he like grips the sides of it, but but it's not otherwise... as bad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, so like Harry has changed into a goyle. Ron yep. has changed into crab. Hermione doesn't come out. And they're both just kind of like, okay, bye, Hermione. Because <laughs> she's yeah. she tells them to go. Um, the interesting thing is just the fact that they sound like themselves still. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I when I was watching it this time, I was kind of like, okay, this is, it's, it's interesting to watch seeing these other two actors with... Um, Daniel and Rupert's voices. Right, yeah. And so it makes me wonder how exactly they filmed that, I guess. Like, did did Dan and Rupert, like, do the voicing first, and then the other actors just had to, like, mouth along with it? Yeah, or... that's absolutely what they had to do. 
Okay. I was going to say that or it was the other way around where it was the actors did the whole scene and then Daniel and Rupert just voiced over it. But... No, because they would have wanted it to be spoken the way that Harry and Ron would have said it. Yeah. So they probably would have just had Daniel and Rupert do the voicing and then have the other ones just like mouth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I've always thought was interesting, but I mean, even in the the eighth, is it the seventh or the eighth one? I don't know. Book seven. Seventh. Um, it's the seventh movie. It is yeah. the seventh movie. Okay, but in that one, they actually had the the same thing happen. True. Yeah, because they have it happen with the seven Potters. Yeah, and then so. it also happens with uh, when they break into the ministry. Yeah. So it's just so, interesting. Yeah. It it really is interesting. The voicing of everything, but yeah, props to Daniel Radcliffe for the seven Potters. (laughs) Like, (laughs) oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) Well, and in the in the last one, he voices his own, like his own self, right? Like, it's not like Fred and George voicing themselves, or he is voicing. Like what? with all the different characters, with with all the different characters it's still turning their into Harry, it's still their voices. Yes. Okay. Because I specifically remember like uh, Hermione being like, Jesus, "Oh yeah, Ray, your eyesight really is awful." Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why that was. Um... It's fine. It's whatever. <laughs> I think I think the real question then is when you when it comes to the fourth book. How was uh, Barty Crouch Jr. able to voice Mad-Eye Moody so well? Did he, though? I mean, he was using Polyjuice potions, so... He did, I mean, they, they obviously didn't, um, didn't have David Tennant do the voice for the character yeah. the entire time. But when you're thinking about it, not as a movie, but as, like, actual characters, how was Barty Crouch Jr., um who has changed into Mad-Eye, like, how is he able to replicate Mad-Eye's voice? Well, the thing with that is that this was mentioned somewhere else that um, I, I heard, but, like, if you get someone's body, you get their vocal cords. So your voice is gonna sound like their voice. It wouldn't be your voice. Okay, then technically in this movie, it should sound like Crab and Goyle instead exactly. of Ron. I've always had a problem with this, but I think... That their goal with this was because some people weren't reading the books. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to still make it clear which one was being Harry and which one was Ron. Okay. But then they Hold just on. kept it for the later ones. Hold on, I'm checking the book. Hold on. Because they still have their voices. I'm pretty sure they don't. I'm pretty sure they use Crab and Goyle's voices in the book. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So in the book, it is, like, Goyle and Crab's voices. Okay, you're right. So literally, it's just really weird that they wouldn't do that in the movie. So it's for the second movie and the seventh movie that they do this. And it's weird that they wouldn't just, like, fix it to be right. I don't know. Like, I understand the goal. I get it. I know they're trying to be like, oh, this is this person still, but they look like this person. Mm -hmm. I get that, but 
I have problems. Yeah, I I get that. I see that. I think you, it's yeah. I think this is one of those times where it's not necessarily that you have to take the movie like away from the book and mm-hmm. like they made these uh, details different in the movie. Yeah, but it is kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a weird one. <laughs> I think I think also when you think about it, when you think about the seventh one with the seven potters, uh, when each of the potters is like showing back up at the burrow after this whole thing, it's just kind of like, which one are you? Yeah. That's and so true. it's like with the with the voices being the actual like person's voice or yeah. whatever, then it's like, oh, okay, obviously you're Hermione. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's kind of like, if it's still Harry showing up at the burrow, then it's kind of like, who are you? Which one are you? And if he has Harry's voice, then it's kind of like, oh, I'm Hermione. And it's like, okay, but you sound like Harry. Yeah. So it's it's just weird. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. I don't know. All of it is weird. <laughs> it's all weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, Harry and Ron, uh, Hermione refuses to come out. Harry and Ron have changed. Mm-hmm. and um, she tells them to just go on without her. So they do. Uh, Harry completely forgets to take his glasses off when he transforms, and this was a thing that Daniel Radcliffe actually did. He forgot to take the glasses off. And um, so when we get that scene where they meet up with Draco, and Draco looks mm-hmm. at him and is like, why are you wearing glasses? It was actually Tom Felton genuinely asking him why are you wearing glasses <laughs> and harry oh, I, yeah i was saying because i knew this whole part was like improvised where he's just kind of yeah. like why are you it's, wearing glasses it's like literally oh. because daniel radcliffe forgot to take the harry potter glasses off and it's because they just went with it and so yeah so they just went with it the improv was just like that fine like that good yeah. but they were like yeah let's just keep it in this whole movie has so much improvisation in it like mm-hmm. It's crazy. But this part specifically, it's like one of those like iconic lines that was not scripted at all. That I didn't like, know you could I didn't read. Know you part. Could read. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> like, love that line. Clearly, clearly Rupert, not Rupert, Daniel Radcliffe and Tom were like good at playing off of each other already, which is like yeah. really good because they needed that kind of chemistry throughout the whole series. Which this but. also begs the question of did Tom also have to record his voice along with like Daniel and Rupert? And then did they just play it over while they were acting out the scene? Oh, that's a good question. I wondered this while I was watching it. I was kind of like, I don't did they think do he did. I think he probably genuinely was acting. Mm-hmm. And it was just the two actors who play Crab and Goyle having to mime the parts for. Harry and Ron. But that's a good question about how they would do that whole scene. Because he's there, like, as himself. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know how that one would have worked. I I feel like they wouldn't have done a voiceover for Tom. I feel like Tom would have just been there. I think he would have just been doing his own lines. Even if, like, he's just hearing a recording of Rupert and Daniel. Yeah. While staring at crab and goyle (laughs) yeah i i do have to say though with um you know with daniel forgetting to take the harry potter glasses off and then with a goyle still wearing them yeah 
Does Goyle have the same eyesight as Harry? I don't know. Because <laughs> Goyle didn't realize, well, Harry, as Goyle, didn't realize that the vision was different. It was just like, ah, oh, we're wearing glasses. Whatever. Um, I don't know. Because obviously <laughs> this is just a movie thing. Obviously, yeah. But, I mean... Because if you, like, if <laughs> if you were, let's say... Let's say that Goyle has, like, perfect vision. Yeah. Whatnot. If Harry changed into Goyle, then obviously the glasses would have bothered him. Yeah. And he would have, like, taken them off, like, in the bathroom. Yeah. But he didn't. So <laughs> do they have the same eyesight? I think you're reading too much into this because... <laughs> I am. But... <laughs> because it was just Daniel Radcliffe's mistake. <laughs> Which I didn't realize it was Daniel Radcliffe's mistake. I thought it was on purpose. Nope. Not on purpose but, at all. Because I was saying, because I knew the whole line about I didn't know you could read was improv on Tom's yeah. part, but nope, I didn't. it was <laughs> it was all because Daniel Radcliffe forgot to take the glasses off before they left to go do that scene. Which honestly, I like. I would have just redone the Polyjuice Potion scene probably if Daniel forgot to take the glasses off. Yeah. So. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But. They uh they run into Percy before they run into Draco. Yeah, yeah, they run to Percy first. Yeah. And Percy's like, oh, you know, like, I'm allowed to be out here, so, like, why are you guys out here, you know? Because mm-hmm. Ron gets all upset. He's like, what are you doing down here? Like, you're my brother. You're not yeah. supposed to be in the dungeons. Like, why are you here? <laughs> kind of thing. And Percy's like, um, I'm a prefect, so, like, I'm fine, but why are you here? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Percy's entertaining. This is one of those times he was sneaking around the dungeons. As far as we know. <laughs> uh, but they go back to the common room. Yes. With Draco. With Draco. And Draco just acts like he's all high and mighty, and it's kind of like, okay, Draco. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is definitely one of those interesting Draco moments. Mm -hmm. But you also have to wonder how much Draco pays attention to Crab and Goyle. Not a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I was saying, because specifically for the movie, like, does Draco not recognize that their voices have changed? Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Polyjuice Potion's weird, guys. There's yes, only one is. time in this whole series that it works correctly, and it's in the fourth movie. There's <laughs> only one time in the whole movie, in all the movies. Yeah, the movies. Correctly. In the series itself, it works. Yeah. But, but in, the in, movies, in the movies, they got it wrong, except for that one movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um... Yeah, so they're having their little discussion. Yep. And um, Ron and Harry obviously are there to ask Draco about him being the heir of Slytherin. And he's like, "Um, I literally told you yesterday that I'm not. So, like, how many times do I have to tell you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, so Crab and Goyle literally beat you to the punch, Ron and Harry. Yeah. They were like, 
are you though? And Draco was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, stop asking. And now you're asking the next day, like, okay, how did that work out? <laughs> Which you would think that this is something Draco would have told them like weeks ago. Right? And you think so... that they would have asked earlier too. Like, a few people have been petrified by now, guys. <laughs> I think this is just one of those things in Joe's writing where a lot of the like, big people are seen as like dumb yeah that's true and so having crab and goyle ask again and again like makes them seem dumb yeah and she just keeps going with it that's that's a good point you're right you are right <laughs> yep um you can go for your next spot which next thought the dumbledore thing Oh, I was going to skip that, but I'll talk about oh. it. No, talk about it. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I like it, too. This is one of my favorite parts of this little scene. Uh, besides the I didn't know you could read part, but, you know, Draco's going on and on, and he's like, oh, you know, like, Dumbledore's the worst thing that ever happened to Hogwarts. That's what my father says. And uh, and it's Harry. Harry, as Goyle says, you're wrong. And he's like, I'm wrong. Like you think there's someone who here who's worse than Dumbledore, <laughs> and Harry just like on his feet has to be like, uh, Harry Potter. Potter? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, good one, Goyle. It's like, yep. yeah. Who else would they have chosen for that? Honestly, like, straight up, who else? Who else who is else? Draco super upset with? Hermione Granger, <laughs> top marks in all of her classes. You know, <laughs> she's a mudblood. So Granger you, danger, you know. guys. <laughs> Granger danger. Um, <laughs> yeah. On that same note, with the Hermione Granger thing, though, uh-huh. um, I, I think I've always just kind of brushed over this scene, kind of like you know, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Like it's just kind of filler because it's just like yeah. you know what's happening. And, like, having them have that little discussion so they can get on their way for the rest of the story. But watching it through and actually paying attention to this scene, I can't believe how dark Tom Felton got when he said he wanted to be Granger. Like, mm-hmm. I know that the acting in this scene is not that great, but that part was damn good. Yes. Because I was sitting there like, oh my gosh, like, that's so dark for a 12-year-old to say. And I don't know how old Tom Felton was when he did this, but 99% sure he was about the right age. Yeah. Here. Like, they all so, were. They had to be. So, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's dark. Say, and, like, I, I, made a, I made a comment on this in my notes as well. I was like, the acting in the scene isn't very good, and it's like... Uh, like, it's partly because, like, one, they're still, like, child actors. And yeah. two, it's a weird scene where two of the actors don't get to use their actual voices. Yeah. But also, like, Tom has been, like, one of the better actors out of, like, this group. Here, yeah, for sure. Um, Like, since the first movie. Yeah. yeah. But I do agree that that was, he did some really good acting there when it got dark. And he was kind of like, I want it to be Granger. Right? I was sitting there like, ooh. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, what? Where's this darkness coming from, mister? Yeah. <laughs> and like, once you, if, like, if you've just read the book, then you go, oh, that's just Draco. Yeah, exactly. That's just who he is. But if and, you're watching the movie, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, I would say, and like, while it doesn't seem out of character for Draco in the movies, it's yeah. definitely something that we haven't seen yet. Exactly. Uh, when, like, in the books, like, I don't know. Like, it's not as much of a surprise to us in the books, I feel yeah. like. Because he's but, been so, like, mean and cruel in the books already. 
but yeah. like in the in the movies it's more of a he's, that's how draco is <laughs> yeah yeah like in the movies he's like we've said this before like all of the characters in the movie for the most part have been calmed down yeah they have and so like even with draco draco has been calmed down to where he's not like as racist or anything yeah, you know not as bad of a bully or whatever yeah but still that was pretty dark for the movies i'm gonna be real honest <laughs> definitely so i mean good job tom felton proud of you yes you really made it seem like draco was learning from his father right there oh definitely <laughs> absolutely because all of what he says in this scene is literally him like parroting things he's probably heard from his dad oh absolutely and i think like because Draco knows Hermione, like, knows who she is, like, that he, he was definitely, like, taking his own spin on that, kind of, where he's yeah. just like, uh, she's a mudblood. Uh, yeah, her. Like, yeah. I want her to go next. Exactly. It's, it's rough, but it also, like, it seems about right for what is happening, so. Yeah. Anyways. After the scene... Well, hold on. Okay. You have We're more. still in the scene. Okay. Because Harry and Ron start changing back. Oh, yes. And Draco just doesn't notice. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not paying attention. Or, yeah, he's not paying attention. So Because he he's busy messing with the thing that he stole. Yeah, he's like, it's either yours or mine. Like, nope. And, he's and then like, he puts it in his pocket and then he pulls it back out and like starts opening it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when they start changing back. Yeah. And they just run out. They're like, bye. <laughs> And he's like, where are you going? Well, <laughs> you they know? already had, like, an alibi, because yeah. uh, he had already been like, crap, what's wrong with you? And he's yeah. just kind of like a stomachache. Exactly. So it's like, oh, it's a stomachache. We gotta go yeah. out of the common room. Not, like, to the bathroom or anything, yeah. but we're gonna go out. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little weird. I'm gonna be real honest. It but is, are there yeah. bathrooms in the common room? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we positive? Because I've never seen any in so. the movies. <laughs> That's because they don't show us in the movies. They should show us all of the common room area. All of it. I need to all, see it all. Everything <laughs> in the castle. All of it. I need everything, please. Thank you. Answer all my questions. <laughs> um, but anyway, in the, in the extended one, mm-hmm. there's this little short scene where Ron and Harry, while they're still transforming back into themselves, mid- transforming out of the crab and goyle set they run into crab and goyle um Mm -hmm. question if they locked them in the closet how the fuck did they get out before they were supposed to we don't specifically know that they were locked in there as far as we know well as far as we know they were just dragged into the the broom closet whatever and just left in there so they weren't in the middle of the hallway okay so my other question then, why are Ron and Harry so stupid? Because they could have woken up at any time <laughs> and come down to the dungeons. Well, okay, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I interrupted say, all of that. I would say, because maybe Hermione gave them a, uh, a timeline of how long the sleeping drop was supposed to go on for, which it could have been like the same amount of time as the polyjuice potion. Yeah, but I mean, even if she did that, though, like still kind of iffy you know yeah oh yeah because like anyone could have probably found them if it, they had just opened the closet then and like mm-hmm. helped them wake up or whatever well luckily there's only one person who would have gone in there and it's filch and i doubt he would have gone in at that point <laughs> yeah that's true but i don't know 
when I saw that scene, because I guess I just didn't really, like I said, I don't really pay attention to this part of the movie that often. But um, when I watched that part, I was like, I didn't even like remember that they ran into them, like in the extended mm-hmm. one. I was like, I don't have any recollection of this scene, but like, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> it like really annoyed me because like we know from the book at least that they get locked in the closet and that mm-hmm. Harry and Ron let them out not really but they leave their shoes there so, so they, they don't kinda let make them it out clear. they kind of make it clear that there's people in there <laughs> by putting the shoes in front of the door but well crab and goyle were banging on the door yeah that too so it was kind of known yeah so i i don't like that they could have just walked down into the dungeons if harry and ron had left later yeah just understand. slightly later <laughs> but yeah Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those uh, little, like, deleted parts that I was kind of like, this is hilarious. I yeah. love it, but I completely understand why they cut it. It makes a lot of sense why they cut it, but yes. still. It's, like, it was one of those, like, short little clips for a laugh, but yeah. it wasn't needed Well, yeah, because the facial expressions on Crab and Gold, they're just, like, shook. Like, what <laughs> it's is happening? Just, it's not even just the facial expressions. It's the Harry and Ron changing from Crab yeah. and Gold, And you see, like, the hair getting longer for yeah. some reason. They're, like, mid-transformation. <laughs> and you're saying they're, like, Hilarious. what is going on with all of that right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. But they go back to the, the bathroom where Hermione mm-hmm. is. And she's still still there, you know? Just She's still hiding in, in her the stall. stall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're like, Hermione, like, come out. It's fine. And she explains to them how, like, it's not meant for, for animal transformations. It's only for human transformations. Mm-hmm. And they get a glimpse at Cat Hermione. <laughs> I love Cat Hermione. Just oof. <laughs> That's <Yes>. all. <laughs> it's a yikes. It's a yikes right a there. yikes from me. <laughs> Yep. Um, but it's entertaining. I mean, yeah. oh, at yeah. least there's that. <laughs> there's that. I mean, so. we just we just needed the one glimpse and we're good. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And then um, Hermione obviously has to go to the hospital wing because how mm-hmm. is she going to fix herself? Yeah. If it hasn't calmed down in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets yep. to go to the hospital wing. Yep. And now she's in the hospital wing. <laughs> Yay! Anyways, so uh, Ron and Harry come across water in a corridor. Yes. Myrtle, obviously. Yeah, they. Yeah, well, that's what they say. They're like, oh my gosh, she's flooded the bathroom again. <laughs> yep, they're like, <laughs> Moaning Myrtle flooded the bathroom again. And like, yeah. the sinks are all full and they're running, like there's yeah. water coming out. That's what I thought was interesting. That's a big difference from what it is in the movie, not the movie, the book. Because in the book, supposedly, the water is just from Myrtle making a mess with the toilet. Versus in the movie, it's all of the taps are just running. See, I think for me, like, I've always thought of it as the sinks going and just Myrtle like turning them all on. So that's what I always imagined was in the book. Nope. <laughs> Cause we would have heard about that. True. They would have mentioned like, Oh, the taps are all running, but they weren't. So 
Myrtle made a mess with the toilet in the book, but in the movie it has the taps going. <laughs> like, that's fine. You know? Director's choice, I guess, but interesting mm-hmm. change of pace there? Yeah, I don't know. I, I like this <laughs> a lot better than what it whatever it was in the book. Yeah, I agree. Because it, it definitely was was something that wasn't written very well so you and i both had different thoughts say, on it and and obviously like i i just can't glance in the book right now um yeah. it's not explicitly stated where the water is actually coming from yeah or where it did come from so we don't fully know in the book but i feel like if the taps were running we would have known i would say yeah if the taps were running in the book that would have been said i yeah. feel like um, but it's, I don't think it was ever explicitly stated in the book, like, this is where the water's coming from. Yeah. <laughs> that it's just, hey, there's water everywhere. Yeah. Like, we're in the bathroom. It came from the bathroom. That's all you know. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for Thanks, that. Thanks, Joe. Helpful. Real helpful. Yep. Um, <laughs> but the, yeah, so the taps are running and um, they pick up the diary. Because uh, they just find it. They're just chilling. Like, obviously, they have their little conversation with Moaning Myrtle, which is the exact saying, same as it is yeah. in the book. Yeah, they have the conversation with her. And I honestly, this actress is perfect for Myrtle. She was a very I good choice. love her. Even um, if she was, like, really old for the part of a, like, 14 Yeah, because she was, she was, what, like, 30-something? Yeah, when she played this part. Yeah. Which, she was playing a teenager. Like, yeah. nice way to go. Which back then, you know, like back back when I like first saw the movie, whatever, um, and over the years, it's always just been kind of like, oh yeah, like she looks like a student, yeah. and then like now when I know that this actress was like thirty something years old, I'm kind of like, oh, I kind of see it. Yeah, you can kind of see it, but you at the same time, it, if you but... didn't know, you wouldn't really be able to see it. Yeah, no, you would think that she was still a teen. Yeah, it was one of those really good casting directions yes. and choices. Yes. <clears throat> Not all of them are good. You know, sometimes you can definitely tell if someone's too old for the role. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, a lot of times you can definitely tell. But this time you, it's not, it's not really one of those easy ones where you're like, yeah, they're not the right age, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not one of those. Sorry, my voice. <clears throat> it's not one of those. Um, but in the, so in the extended version... <laughs> Um, Harry picks up the diary, and right after he picks up the diary, after their conversation with Myrtle, they, him and Ron, end up in the hospital wing talking to a normal-looking Hermione. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where we get that scene where she's like, ooh, like, this is the name of the person on the journal, like, diary. And Which she's like, yeah. seems silly, because I feel like in the... I feel like... At the end of the scene with uh, Harry, like, picking up the diary, I feel like he already looked at the back of it and saw the name. Yeah. So I was kind of like, uh, what? <laughs> well, Harry's kind of dumb, you know? Yeah, um, but we saw it. So obviously Harry saw it. It's true. It's true. But, uh, yeah. So Hermione just, like, she reads the name. She's like, oh, like, and they just start talking about, like, their thoughts on the possibility of this being someone who, like, knows about the Chamber of Secrets and... It's all because Ron is like, oh, wait, I know that name. Like, mm-hmm. I I recognized it because I was doing my detention and I had to clean all the silver in the trophy room. And 
he won a special award like 50 years ago and Hermione's like 50 years ago yeah and that's when she's like oh maybe he knows some information exactly yeah and um I was just laughing because this is the first mention of Ron's um Ron actually doing his detention mm-hmm. and um I guess there's our answer that he actually did do it but we don't know when <laughs> yeah no clue not a clue no. um <laughs> But he did his detention, so there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so then, then it goes to Harry sitting in like the the common room. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be the common room. Yeah, so he's which, just sitting in the common room with a ghost. <laughs> which in the theatrical version, we don't see this part with the ghost. Nope, we don't. We just see <laughs> Harry sitting at the table. Yep. Um. And I, I saw this part with the ghost, which I had never seen the scene before. And yeah. I was kind of like, why is he so mean? I know. He's like, um, can you like leave, please? Yeah, because she's like humming. She's humming yeah. to herself while she's working on whatever she's working on, she's sitting at the table with Harry. And he's just kind of like, could you like, like, excuse me, could you not? Yeah. <laughs> so like, she just gets so up mean? and leaves. <laughs> Yeah, and then cool. we get the normal theatrical scene where he's mm-hmm. sitting there with the diary, <laughs> and he's just flipping through it. Yep, curious but... as to why someone might try to get rid of it in a bathroom. Yeah, exactly. I just I wish that all of that had stayed in the main like movie though, mm-hmm. because I just like we've talked about in the past, like when we talked about this in the book, it does make it more well rounded. And it gives you more information on how Harry mm-hmm. gets to, like, his conclusion and everything. Mm-hmm. So, I, I would know. say, like, like, I understand why they cut that scene out. Yeah. Um, but also it does give more, um, just more insight to things. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Harry does say, like, after Hermione um, in the hospital wing has said, like, oh, like, maybe he knew something about it. Um, Harry's just kind of like, yeah, but Hermione, here's the problem. The pages are all blank. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't remember what she says about that afterwards, but... Yeah. (laughs) just kind of like, oh, well... Does she say something? I feel like she does. I don't remember what, though, and I didn't write it down. I don't remember her saying something, but it's possible that she Maybe she didn't. I really don't remember. I've only seen the scene once. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen it a few times in my life. I just guess i never really paid that much attention to it until now yeah but oh yeah he says do you mind to the ghost do you mind that's it do you mind like okay (laughs) harry (laughs) like she was just chilling let her be herself you know Mm -hmm. like she lived a life you haven't (laughs) Mm -hmm. i would say but uh watching like the theatrical release version of this movie and seeing the scene like you see the name uh, Tom Marvolo Riddle like on the back and whatnot. Yeah. And I was kind of like, okay, he doesn't know anyone by that name. Yeah. Um, and there's also no dates in the diary or on it. And so yeah. it's kind of like, well, as far as we know, like this Tom guy could be at Hogwarts right now and we just don't know it. It's true. It's true. Are so... we sure that his name is on the back of the diary? Yes. Why would it be printed on the back, though? I d- just because why do you want it on the front <laughs> well because usually that's how you label stuff yeah but it's a boy with a diary do you think he wants people to know i don't know like maybe he has it sitting on the table and they're like what's that and he's like don't worry about it yeah that's a good 
I had to look this up because I'm like okay. Iffy. But it's on the back. I'm like that's so weird. Positive. Why would it be on the back? I don't know. Unless he wrote in it backwards. No. It makes he sense to me, but I think it's just because I yeah. It's just not normal. Like literally anything made out of leather like this that's labeled, it would have the name on the front. It makes sense to me, but that's just me. <laughs> that's so weird. Anyway, <laughs> not important. Not important at all. <clears throat> um. So yeah. So Harry does drop his little drip of ink on the page. Mm-hmm. What was he even gonna write? I don't know. That was my question too. I like. I was <laughs> kind of like, why? What? <laughs> well, he uh, he does that, and all of a sudden the ink goes away, and he's like, what? I would say, which, like, the drop of ink didn't make sense to me either, because he, like, intentionally, like, just lets it drop. And I was kind of like, what? Like, you didn't know what you were going to write before you got the ink on your quill? Right, yeah. you would have expensive? You would (laughs) have thought that he'd be like, okay, I'm going to write in it. Let's write. And he would just go. But no, he gets the ink on the quill, and then he, like, hovers over the page. And I'm like. because he's like, wait, I don't know what I want to (laughs) say. Yeah. This is my new diary. What do I write? Yeah, exactly. Dear Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Tom. Oh my god, that reminds me. This is off topic. But uh, there's, a, there's a song. It's, it's like a Dear Lucy, Dear Tom kind of thing. It has nothing to do with Harry Potter at all. Okay. But it's a really good song. And I listened to it again, like, just yesterday. So as oh. soon as she said Dear Tom, I was like, Dear Tom. <laughs> Look this up. <laughs> what, the Dear Lucy, Dear Tom? Yeah. I could just send you... YouTube link. Hold on, let me find it. I found it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Is it the version with uh, F. Michael mm-hmm. Haney and Emma Hunton? Yep. That's the good one. That's the one. There's also another song that goes with it that you should listen to before you listen to that one. But okay. Send me whatever. Hold on, um... let, me, let me find it. There it is. And then you watch Dear Lucy, Dear Tom. Okay, sounds good. I will. Okay. Close cool. show. Anyways. <laughs> um, so Harry has a small little conversation with Tom. Mm-hmm. And they're just, you know, writing to each other back and forth with uh, Harry actually scribbling in the journal and Tom just sending words back. Mm-hmm. And then finally, Harry, like, asks about, like, the Chamber of Secrets, and he's like, yeah, like, I know about it, and he's like, can you tell me, and he's like, no, and Harry's all like, dang it! Yeah, Harry's (laughs) just immediately like, well, I give up on this. Yeah, he looks so upset, and then there's another message from Tom where he's like, but I can show you, and you're Uh just sitting there like, oh, theatrics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that is clearly just, like, one of those moments where you're like, this is going to be one of those times in the movie where people are like, ooh, he's going to get the information he needs. And then they say no, and they're like, no. And then all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. there's that information where he's like, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little, little insight into this. And so then it's just one of those, like, I guess, not really a heartstring moment, but it does play with it, your emotions. Yeah, it plays with bit. your emotions. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those. 
which I yeah. thought was pretty great. Like they did a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go into their memories because which yeah. I I I really have to ask: what are the limitations of Horcruxes? <laughs> like this one literally swallowed up Harry just to show my memory. So Harry know. is currently a Horcrux within a Horcrux. Yep. <laughs> what? I mean, we don't know anything about Horcruxes. We don't. Horcruxes are apparently very complex. They don't make any sense. That's <laughs> they don't make say. sense. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Just like everything else at Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. Um, nothing well, makes sense. Nothing makes sense. It's it's Harry Potter and it's Hogwarts. So mm-hmm. It's the whole story. The whole universe. It needs some more fleshing out. Yes. But it's like one of the most popular universes. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so you go back into the memory, and everything is in like, like black and white or sepia or something. Yeah. yeah. And Harry is in color, which is just really interesting to show that it's a memory. Yeah. And Harry is like the thing in the current time. Yep. But I also wonder: was Harry seeing this in like the black and white or not? I think he probably was. That was but what I, I thought know. too. The other thing about that is, <laughs> um, how do they show the memories later on in the series? Like, are they done the same way, or is it different? Like, where Harry's the same color as the memories? It's it's definitely different. If because I, I have correctly. issues with that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely different because if you think about like the scenes with. Um, Snape, like Snape's memories, like those are uh-huh. all in color. Yeah, that's true. So they really uh, should have just kept it. I think I know the directors changed, but they still should have at least tried to pay attention to how the movies went. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this, I think it worked for this specifically. Yeah. Um, just Since because this was just a diary memory. Yeah, because it was a diary. Yeah. Um, and so sense. diary horcruxes, whatever, can only do so much. I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I have no idea. Are there a lot of diary horcruxes out there? Probably not. Probably this is probably the only one. <laughs> this is it. This is the one. The diary. <laughs> but I, I honestly really liked this choice to put the memory in black and white. Oh yeah, same. It was very and well done. I think it also just had to do with like the time period yeah um because if you go back 50 years to what the 40s at this point yeah um were tv shows and stuff still in black and white or were they even a thing then (laughs) because at least movies yeah films were in black and white i think still i might be wrong on that hold on so this memory is from 50 years ago from when tom was a sixth year so he was 16 yeah um, Isn't that different from the book? What? Yeah, he was a fifth year in the book. That sounds about right, yeah. So why was he a sixth year in the movie? I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. Wait, was like, he actually are... a fifth year? Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he I was. I feel like he was as well. I'm pretty sure he was a fifth year in the book. Yeah. So why are they changing numbers? For the movies. <laughs> because why not? <clears throat> Everything already doesn't make sense. They have to make it make less sense. Yes. Okay. That's fine, I guess. Um, so, 
Harry gets to see Tom Riddle uh, have a discussion with Dumbledore about how the school's going to close and all that because someone died. And um, he's like, but if the, the person were to be found, would the school stay open? Because all he cares mm-hmm. about is obviously himself getting to stay at Hogwarts. He doesn't want to leave Hogwarts. And, like, understandably so. Especially since he's from an orphanage. Yeah. And, and he who wants have a to place go back. To go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He wants to be able to, like, have a home, so mm-hmm. to say. Um, and this also gives Harry <laughs> a chance to empathize with him. It does. Because kind of like, oh, like, he had a bad home life. Like, I have a bad home life. I, like, I get it. Like, like Tom Riddle feels like he doesn't have a family because he doesn't have a family. And Harry also feels like he doesn't have a family. So it's one of those yeah. things. But um, he's like, oh, cool. If I find the person who did it, I can stay at school. Let's go. Let's go <laughs> Let's find go. this person. Which, um, yes. Ha- like, Tom, com- Tom comes across Hagrid. Yeah. And my question is, how long has Tom known that Hagrid had this creature? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering, too. Because he's just immediately like, oh, I don't want to find Hagrid. And he just goes. And it's kind of like, all right, Hagrid. (laughs) Like, time to go. So you're like, okay, first off, does Hagrid go around telling people? I feel like he wouldn't, especially if he's hiding this creature. Exactly. Because he was definitely being a little secretive in that, that classroom. Definitely, and because he had, because we know it's Aragog, yeah. the giant spider, yeah. he had Aragog in a box. Yeah, he did. Like, why else would Aragog be in a box if he were trying to hide him? Exactly. Like, if you were allowed to have that pet, then obviously you would just have it with you. Yeah, exactly. So, why does Tom know about it, of all people? I don't know. Because I'm um, pretty sure Tom is a Slytherin prefect, and um, mm. Hagrid is a third year Gryffindor. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the overlap? Where is it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe maybe Tom just happened to come across Hagrid one day talking to Aragog. And was maybe. just kind of like, what's going on? And maybe Hagrid had Aragog out and he just, you know, Tom just looked into the classroom and whatnot and was kind of like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. But, um, but, you know, Aragog, the spider, like, winds up, like, fleeing and, like, running away from the classroom. Tom tried to kill him. Didn't work. Um, yeah. And Tom, like, turns to Hagrid and is kind of like, I can't let you go, Hagrid. And I was like, okay, but you can let the giant spider go? Yeah, right? Like, you, you make it seem like the spider's the one that killed the girl and you're not going to go make sure it's dead and gone? Right? Like, I, I honestly felt like it was one of those scenes where he should have been chasing the spider. Yeah, because Still it's like shouting ha- the spell. Hagrid can easily be caught. Everyone knows who Hagrid yeah. is, I'm sure. Yeah. So like as long as he, you know, like caught the spider and was like, This was Hagrid's creature, this is the creature that was doing the killing and whatnot. Um, but I think part of it is perhaps that maybe it's so Hagrid didn't go like to Dumbledore yeah. to like headmaster dip it himself to tell his side of the story. That is possible. And maybe it's because spiders don't petrify students. I don't know. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> but this is where we first learn the spell Aranya Exame. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, there's a I have a comment about later. So okay, we'll get there. It'll we'll get start. there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so obviously Aragog runs away, and Hagrid is stuck, and 
Tom is all like, they'll have your wand for this. Mm-hmm. You'll be expelled. Like, wow. Have a heart, Tom? <laughs> nope. <laughs> but, uh, like, Harry's just, like, watching this happen. Yeah, and as Harry's, like, getting thrown out of the memory, he's yeah. just like, Hagrid! Yeah, he's, like, and screaming I'm, like, after him. This is dumb. Right? It's so it was, dumb. It was like, why are you screaming after him? He can't hear you. You know For it's a memory. Real. Yeah. Like, well, and then he gets out of the memory and he sits there for a little bit. And then he immediately gets up and goes and wakes up Ron. He goes, it was Hagrid. Hagrid opened the Chamber of Secrets. Which the Ron part is a like extended scene. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, like, okay, understood. I get why they cut that, honestly. But it's part of the, but it's, yeah. the book, too. But yeah. why would you be like, Hagrid did it 100%? Instead of, like, well, I was just told that it was Hagrid by Tom Riddle. I mean, especially if (laughs) it's one of those things, it's kind of like the parcel tongue thing where it's, like, it's not good if you're hearing voices. Yeah. Um, But if you were to tell people that you were listening to a diary who showed you a memory. Yeah, exactly. "Eh." And, like, (laughs) I don't know about that. Ron doesn't just, like... He doesn't question it. He just accepts yeah. that it was Hagrid. He's like sitting there, like, okay, Hagrid did it. Yeah. Like, what? Ron? Yeah, right? What? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, I thought you liked Hagrid. Yeah. Why are you so willing to believe some random stranger from 50 years ago? Right? <laughs> yeah, it's I don't, fine. I don't get it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and so. The next scene isn't that when they are going to Hagrid. Oh. No, Wrong. it's all the same scene, isn't it? Because they pull out his cloak. No, because the next scene... Well, oh, is it? I don't know. No. No, it's not. It's no, it's not. <laughs> yep. Um, but it's scenes until then. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> it's basically them, like, in uh, the courtyard or whatever. Yeah. Like, Harry, Ron, Hermione talking. Oh, yeah. And Harry, like, Mad Harry just Harry. believes that it was Hagrid. And I was kind of yeah. like, Harry, did you not notice that the monster was a spider? Right. But also, like, you know Hagrid. Yes. Is he going to kill some random student? Is he? Is Probably Like, is he not. going to let a monster kill another student? Probably like, not. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not taking care of magical creatures yet. But I can tell you, it ain't likely. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, oh. you know, of course, like, Hermione is just kind of like, well, why don't we just ask Hagrid? Yeah. The voice of reason, as always. She's like, dude, I don't know if I believe this, but you know mm-hmm. who we could talk to about it? The person that it's about. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. let's go get to the bottom of this and find out if he actually did it. And, of course, Hagrid just happens to show up right yeah. there. Yeah, well, because Ron's like, oh, yeah, let's go and, like, just ask Hagrid, hey, Hagrid, have you sent anything Mad and Harry loose on the castle lately? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's when he shows up. He's like, Mad and Harry, you wouldn't be having, like, to talk about me, would you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they all look so awkward and weird, like, um. They're just, yeah, they're okay. just kind of like, oh. <laughs> I don't know like, what to tell you. Okay, well, I am going to go take care of the mandrakes. So I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and so he leaves. <laughs> yeah. And they're all much. just chilling. Like, 
that was such an awkward scene to watch because they're good friends with Hagrid. So I just like I don't yeah I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I <don't> like it. <laughs> and like I'm sure Hagrid obviously knew something was up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because he's he's just kind of like, all right, well, you guys look after yourselves and yeah. whatever. Well, I'm, I'm like, sure okay. he felt how awkward it was and was like, well, I'm not sticking around for this fight. Yeah. Um, and then right after Hagrid walks away, Neville comes running. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know who did it. But he lets, um, lets Harry know that his room has been torn apart. Yeah. And so then they go back to the dormitory and they look at it. And... Harry's stuff is literally ripped to shreds. Like, I'm sorry, that's not what you do when you're searching for something. Yeah, I was like, first of all, like, I I understood why, um, especially if you've read the book and you you get it. uh, But, like, second of all, how? I don't know. Because I'm going to be really honest. I've searched for many things in my life. Mm -hmm. But it always consisted of me opening a drawer or pulling out a bin or whatever. Mm-hmm. rifling through it and if i didn't find what i was looking for i put it back as close yeah. to as normal as i could have before yeah so like and even if you're in a hurry and you're trying to find something really fast so you can get it and get out like you'd still want to do that so it doesn't seem well, as obvious i think it was the fact that jenny was so panicked mm-hmm. that she was just kind of like I have to find it. Like, no matter what, I'm not going to put all this shit back where it's supposed to go. I'm just going to, I'm dumping things until I find it. Yeah. I guess I'm ripping things apart until I find it because I don't want the diary to, uh, to tell, you know, Harry that blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. The so. ripping things doesn't make sense to me though. Cause I don't feel like Harry would have put it inside something. Right. I was kind of <laughs> like, why, why did they rip apart? Like, hmm. why are you ripping clothes, <laughs> Jenny? Right. You have some anger you really need to get out right now. <laughs> is it, is it because you have an unrequited love right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So Hermione's like, well, it had to have been a student or like, had to have been someone in Gryffindor because as like, far no as one we else know knows our password <laughs> and I was like yeah that's okay okay Hermione <laughs> like sure like Hermione you know you you sent Harry and Ron to Slytherin common room yeah. so it has to be a Gryffindor right because like, no yeah. one else could get in yeah you you didn't just break into the, the Slytherin common room right no way <laughs> no way that. but um also I like the comment later, like right after this, where they're like, "Unless it wasn't a student," and you're like, "Yeah," oh. it's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> what could it have been? Yeah, I, I also Ooh. want to point out that the dormitory makes no sense. Nope, it doesn't. Uh, because you you get a look kind of like behind Harry, like towards the door to the like mm-hmm. dorm room, and it looks like it's on the same. It's like in the same place as the previous movie where you see the scene where, like, Harry, Ron, Hermione have come up to this, like, landing, and Hermione's like, well, I'm going to bed before either of you get us killed, or worse, expelled. And so I'm like, what is this dormitory? And it's... (laughs) What is it? It's weird. It Um, makes no sense. Because it definitely doesn't work with the book style of dormitories. And And there's a reason for that, but... Yeah, I was saying, and I think also it's not... It's not expressly stated that the Gryffindor, like, common room is in Gryffindor Tower yeah, in the movies. True. 
in the books it's said at some point it's in the tower yeah yeah so i don't i don't know well and the other thing with that too is that like with the first two movies they were clearly trying to do their best with what they were given and mm-hmm. In the first couple of books, you do not hear about the fact that guys cannot go up to the girls' room. Yeah. So why would they separate it if they don't know that, you know? I don't know. Because they wouldn't. So it makes sense from a movie perspective, if you don't know all of the book details about the, the dorms for Gryffindor, that they would all be off of the same staircase going yeah and that makes sense except it's the fact that when you go into like harry and ron's like dorm it's just that one room nothing else yeah nothing leading up to another room or anything like it's it's just that room yeah so it's like what (laughs) where does everyone else stay well it just makes me think that maybe because there is still staircase that hermione went up um and stuff like while they were going back to the room in the first one there was still staircase so it's potential I thought that was it no there was more what so there's the potential that it just loops around with multiple rooms stacked on top of each other i swear that was it hold on are you going to look it up now i'm looking it up because I'm i swear sure that's not it no i swear that was it hold on Okay, not that I can tell. It doesn't look like it keeps going. It looks like they're at the landing and they're there. Like, that's a... Yeah, but it could just be the first part of the landing. True. And, like, Hermione does step up to go into her room. Well, yeah. So there's the potential that there's still more... So there's the, there's the potential that the girl's dorm is different from the guy's dorm. The guys just have one room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the guys only need one room, you know? But. Anyways, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, so long story short, someone got the diary. Yeah, well, in my comment, I was just like, Jenny never had a chance to find out that Harry had it, so mm-hmm. I'm confused why she even searched his room. Yeah, I mean, because it's. We don't have that scene from the book. Yeah, but it's also just the fact that we don't see all of their days, so... It's true. It's it's possible that that still happens, and we just don't hear about it. It just doesn't make any sense, (laughs) is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no I I get it. I get (laughs) it. Like, we should, if this is such a pivotal, important thing to have in the movie, Mm -hmm. we should have a scene that shows that person searching for the diary, seeing that he has it. But we don't see mm-hmm. that. So how the fuck I, I think does she know? <laughs> I think it's more the fact that they're um, making it. It's one of those like suspenseful things where it's just like, well, who did it? Like, who like who who wanted the diary so badly? Who had it beforehand? We don't know. Yeah, but who would know? <laughs> like I said, we don't know all their days. They they threw it away in a bathroom on the third floor. Yeah. That's it. So anyone in the school could have it. How do they mm-hmm. know that it's in Gryffindor? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I have issues <laughs> with this. <laughs> we do not have the details we need for this scene to make That's sense. True. Okay, you're right. <laughs> um, 
but uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's right before the Quidditch game. So they're going to the Quidditch game. Are we done with that part? <laughs> yeah, we're done with that part. Okay, okay yeah. So they're going to Quidditch, like, Harry's gonna go play his game, and Wood's like, yes, Quidditch, let's go, Quidditch. Yeah, basically, basically the Gryffindor team is, like, walking out of the locker rooms, yeah. like, to the Quidditch field. Well, and while they're doing this, Fred and George are, like, talking about how, oh, they, they'll probably, like, stay away from Harry, because they're, they're thinking he's the heir of Slytherin and stuff. They just, like, crack these jokes. I don't is- remember hearing those at all. And maybe i just forgot honestly you might have forgotten it or it might be an extended scene i'm not 100 percent sure which one maybe it could be an extended scene that i for some reason didn't but see. if it is an f- extended scene then they 100 percent cut out book fred and george because this was another one of those parts and this part felt more natural than the first one yeah that happened probably Christmas. but anyway they crack those jokes and they all head out and then um they find out that quidditch is canceled and wood's like no quidditch can't be canceled and they're like uh it is so go to your mm-hmm. dormitory like yeah peace out dude you don't get to play today <laughs> calm yourself down <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's so upset clearly but like it's fine um and then uh mcgonagall takes harry right yeah, she she's like Mr. Potter, like come with me, and we'll go. Bo- we'll both go find Mr. Weasley. And I yeah. was kind of like, this makes so much more sense yep, than the it book doesn't did. happen in the book. She's just like, yeah. Harry, come with me, and then Ron just randomly catches up. Mm-hmm. But they find out that Hermione was petrified. Yeah, and they're like just chilling, like, oh, poor Hermione. This is so sad mm-hmm. because it is. <laughs> and I, I, I find it funny because like you know McGonagall's like oh like she's been petrified and like she was found with this and she like picks up a mirror and she's yeah. like does this mean anything to either of you and I'm like why would it yeah and like um, she was looking in a little tiny makeup mirror I don't think that makes any any important detail though, yeah you know I know it's like why why would the boys know about this mirror anyways right yeah like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it's just Hermione who's petrified here, right? Yeah. So this is another little difference from the book. Because yep. in the book, Penelope Clearwater gets petrified. <laughs> yep. But she's not petrified here. Um, but yeah, Hermione was found with her mirror. She's been petrified. So they don't really have her help anymore to try and figure out the rest of the stuff with Tom Riddle and Hagrid and all that. Um, But now, as of this moment, because Hermione was petrified, the students have to be escorted everywhere. Yeah. And I was like, LOL. Because um, right after that, Harry is like, well, now we really need to find out if Hagrid did this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so he's like, it's time to get my dad's old cloak out and this is a little tiny extended scene where harry and ron get down and pull out his trunk and he pulls out the cloak my favorite thing about that extended scene is the fact that the cloak was just on top of everything else in the trunk right it was just conveniently (laughs) on top he didn't have to go searching for it (laughs) i thought he would have been going like down to the bottom of the trunk being like all right here we go He's like, nope, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Found it. Easy. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, I mean, his room was ripped apart, so maybe when he put it all back together, he just put it on top. Yeah. 
I don't I guess. know. I guess. <laughs> but know. I liked getting to see, like, the trunk actually be used as, like, yeah. part of the scene and them getting the, the cloak out and putting it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately they just head down to Hagrid. Yep. Obviously, because that's the whole plan. <laughs> yeah. And they go, and they get there, and they knock on his door, and they leave the invisibility cloak on. Yeah, which I'm kind of like, why? <laughs> while the while ha- Hagrid opens the door. Yeah. <laughs> and they freak out when Hagrid's holding a crossbow. They're like, Hagrid! And he's like, well, what? <laughs> like, I don't blame him. I would be very suspicious if I heard a knock at my door and I didn't see anyone there. Which, why does he have the crossbow like is, is he expecting to fight off whatever the chamber secrets monster is like i don't know what or is he expecting, expecting aragog to come and kill him <laughs> for some bizarre reason his, his spider friend is gonna come murder him now <laughs> i mean casual. you never know i guess that's true so uh, just the crossbow never made sense to nope, me it never did ever ever because it's not like there's <laughs> some kind of enemy that's gonna actively come and try to like kill hagrid so right why? Like, he's on Hogwarts property. It's yeah. literally, like, just students and teachers. Mm-hmm. And whatever random creatures are in the forest that yeah. Hagrid lives next to. But they're not going to come out to his hut and knock on I his know. door. I know. <laughs> so, why are you holding a crossbow, Hagrid? <laughs> yeah. Questions. Questions. Um, but he, he ushers them inside and... They ask him about the Chamber of Secrets, and he gets this really sad look on his face, and he starts to explain it. He doesn't even get a chance to say anything. I know. He kind of tries, though. He He tries tries to. Like, he's about to. Yeah. Because I think he's basically like, what you have to understand, and then knock, knock, knock. What you have to understand about that or something. Yeah, And then, yeah, there's a knock, and he's like, put the cloak back on. So they Mm -hmm. do, and in walks Fudge and Dumbledore. Yep. And obviously, this is that moment where Fudge is like, well, Hagrid, you gotta come to Azkaban because I have to do something. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just kind of sitting there like, okay, cool. So Harry and Ron don't get any information. Rock on. Solid, solid. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> while they're in the process of doing this... <laughs> Lucius shows up. Lucy! <laughs> Lucy! <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're here. Great! <laughs> yeah. About Fudge being there already. Yes. And um, he's like, well, Dumbledore, you're suspended because the governors and I all decided that you're not fit right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now Dumbledore has to leave Hogwarts, too. <laughs> yeah, and and Lucius said something about like, uh, like oh, all those poor Muggleborns like yeah. being petrified or something. I was kind of like, wow, he seems so sad about that. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a fake sadness, a very obvious fake sadness. Well, he made like he so yeah when he talks about the Muggleborns like dying. Because, uh-huh. like, the, the part that you're talking about is, like, he, like, says something about the Muggleborns dying. He turns away, like, towards Harry and Ron when he says something about that. And he mm-hmm. kind of smiles. And so I was sitting there watching this, like, oh, <laughs> you did that so you could smile so they wouldn't see it? <laughs> yeah, like I said, like, it's a very, like, not, like. <laughs> it's pretty sinister. It's, 
It's not the fact that it was sinister. It was just the fact that it was so obvious that he didn't mean it. Well, it is because, like, it's not it's not Lucius who mentions the Muggleborns dying. It's like, oh, it's um, it's Hagrid. Because he's like, there will be killings oh, next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, um, and Lucius, Lucius goes, you think so? Yeah, Lucius says something about the Muggleborns. And it was, I was just kind of like, wow, he seems so sad. Yeah, he says, you think so? And he looks and sounds kind of excited, like, from what I saw. But yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. You that's... and your son both. Pretty dark. Exactly. <laughs> um, but then Dumbledore obviously is like, well, you know, help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who seek it or ask for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. He literally says it while he's staring directly at Ron and Harry. Which doesn't make sense to me. How does he know they're there? I don't know. He just... Remember, we had our discussion about him being able to see invisible people in the other one. <laughs> yeah, but it still doesn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't, but it's Dumbledore. <laughs> it's Dumbledore. So... Dumbledore is this mystical being. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure what's happening with him. How no. he has this ability. But it's no, one <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. And so then Hagrid, um, as he's about to leave, because Lucius and Dumbledore walk out, and then Hagrid... Um, is like, well, um, if anyone would like to know some stuff, just uh, follow the spiders. Yep, yep, that's all I have to say. And then he leaves. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and someone will have to feed Fang. Yeah, and, and like, Fudge oh, looks around okay. and is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Who's yeah. he talking to? <laughs> Fudge is definitely just like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, um, okay. And like, then he walks oh, out okay. and closes the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that's when Harry and Ron are like, Oh my gosh, spiders! Yeah, I was like, there just so happens to be spiders leaving Hagrid's hut. Like, do they hang out with him or what? I feel like maybe they were like dropping off a gift for Hagrid from Aragog. <laughs> Not really sure what Aragog would be sending, but you know. I don't know. It could be something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he sends him some silk. <laughs> maybe. Um, but, yeah, so then Harry and Ron are like, cool, let's go. Let's follow the spiders. So, yeah. like, they squish all of this, like, time in the book mm-hmm. into, like, one night. Which, which makes sense for a it movie. It makes a lot of sense for the movie. Yeah. Um, and so they follow the spiders. They go into the forest. They bring a fang with them. Yes, they do. And we have that it's wonderful transition cat. from them at the edge of the forest walking in to them being in the middle of the forest. <laughs> Yeah. Which is fine. Like, I don't have a problem with that. But then you hear this weird, creepy noise, <laughs> and it's the car. <laughs> like, it's, like, oh, growling this, almost. This, this is the extended version, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird, because it does, like, it does growl. It's yeah. Kind of, it's, it's like, okay. And Ron makes the comment that the forest has turned it wild, and I was kind of like, yeah. that's why it's growling. Well, and before Harry and Ron even know it's the car, they're, like, kind of freaking out a little yeah. bit. Like, oh, what yeah. is that sound? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then the car shows up, and, and Ron's like, oh, it's our car! <laughs> yeah, the car turns its lights on, and they're just kind of like, oh, okay! <laughs> and I was like, yep, Ron, that's what happens when you, you misuse magic with muggle artifacts. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's That's how that works. <laughs> yep. You're not supposed to do that. Um... But yeah, so they find the car and they get in the car. Nope. No, not yet. Um, no, that's not right. until after the whole Aragorn thing. Right, right, right. Well, does the car just leave then, or just? Yeah, the car just stays where it is. Yeah, that's weird. I know that they would just have that little scene in it then. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, the car is creepy. Um, so they keep following the spiders, and of course Ron doesn't like that it's spiders. Yeah. Because he's afraid of spiders. <laughs> like, duh. Duh, um, yeah. And they get to Aragog. And they have a little conversation with him. Yeah. A, a fun one. A fun one. A real fun conversation. Oh, yeah. Where Aragog's like, um, I never did that. So yeah, thanks and for bringing back bad memories. Yeah, and he's like, Hagrid never opened the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, like um, oh, okay. you guys are obviously horrible friends. So <laughs> my sons and daughters get to eat you now. <laughs> well, hold on. I, I just want to point out that Aragog says... When I was accused, Hagrid brought me here. And I was like, what are Hagrid, you talking about? Like, you escaped from a box. Exactly. I'm sitting here like, where did you go and hide if you were yeah. waiting for Hagrid to bring you out there? Right? Like, you didn't go and find your own home on your own? Right? <laughs> but it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, Hold on. I want to point one, more, th- one yes. more thing out about Hagrid having to leave. Go ahead. Why was Hagrid allowed back on the grounds in the first place if they accused him and found him guilty of opening the Chamber of Secrets in the first place? Um, I don't know, because it's Dumbledore and he <laughs> likes having misfits at his school. Yeah, but you would think that all the governors of Hogwarts would be like, but he could open it again. <laughs> well, maybe they didn't know. <laughs> maybe Dumbledore Which did is... it secretly. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe ha- uh, Dumbledore just didn't mention it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But also Hagrid was, like, kind of, uh, what's it called? Harmless by that point? Because he didn't have his wand anywhere, I guess? I don't know. That's true. But I feel like that doesn't mean that Hagrid couldn't still open the Chamber of Secrets. I mean, you're right. It doesn't. But maybe (laughs) it did enough for the governors? (laughs) Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Who knows? But, um, yeah, Aragog's like, cool, cool, cool. So now you're a mule. (laughs) <laughs> yep basically and that's when the car is like mm, fuck that i'm rescuing them yep <laughs> so it shows up and it saves them and well after it's right after harry's like i only know one spell and it's not enough for all of them <laughs> and so he uses it on one spider and i'm sitting here like you mean the one spell that you heard once in a memory oh, and never true. practiced as far as we know so why do you know how to do that spell? <laughs> well, like like we've discussed before, we don't know what all they're actually learning, so it's possible True. that he did know that spell. I yeah, but like what? <laughs> I don't know. And on a big spider, nonetheless. I mean, what else is he supposed to use? He only knows the one spell. <laughs> Aranya Exame. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've just always wondered about that one cuz he I've never wondered. <laughs> It's the first time he hears it in that memory of Tom Riddle, and then all of a sudden he's like, I'm an expert at it. I can use it. We don't know that, though. He could have known it already. I don't know. By I some don't mysterious circumstances, he already knew it. I don't think he did. Maybe he's it's the scared. Horcrux in him. Oh, maybe. The Horcrux in him. He just don't, knows some don't. spells because of the Horcrux. <laughs> They're going to go away when he gets, uh, you know, that, that part taken out of him. He knows parcel tongue because of the Horcrux. Like, it's true. There we go. Um, Figure it out, guys. But yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. And then, of course, the car saves the day and then drops them off 
and then it's like, bye, and it leaves. Wait, hold on, wait, hold on, yeah. wait. Ron yeah. has what? to drive the car. Yeah. Which makes true. no sense. Nope, it doesn't. Especially since the car now has a, a mind and soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The car should be able to do its own thing. But also, just how is Ron so good at driving the car through the Forbidden Forest? Like, He's come not. on. I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> we have many questions. Yes. <laughs> many, many questions. <laughs> and no answers. <laughs> um. So they get dropped off, and they're like, well, that was pointless. Hagrid didn't open it. Yeah, they, they were like, we know one thing. Hagrid was innocent. And I was kind of like... Did, did you forget about the fact that, you know, Aragog told you that a girl died there? Yeah, I was like, thinking, like you always knew that Hagrid <laughs> didn't do it. Like, I don't even know why you suspected he did. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> there was no logic to that assumption to believe yeah. Tom Riddle. <laughs> um, but yeah, also a good point that they they didn't really think about the fact that a girl died. Which, like, it's understood. I feel like... Because I'm not sure I would have made the connection between that girl and Myrtle myself. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would have been like, oh, like, whatever. Like, if I were them, I mean, I feel like if I were reading this book for the first time as an adult, then yeah. maybe I would have connected the dots. Yeah, maybe. I agree. But I feel like watching the movie, I probably wouldn't have figured that out. Yeah. I don't think I would have either. <laughs> I don't know. But... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is one of those times where I wish I could erase my memories of certain things just so I can, like, re-experience them for the first time. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, and the student, like, students are told to go to their common rooms, and I was like, as if they're not supposed to be there already. Right? Like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Is it not past their curfew? Yeah, like come on. But <laughs> the teachers, is. yeah, the teachers are told to go to the second floor corridor. Yeah, and the the funny thing about that is that it's McGonagall's uh, voice overhead saying these yeah. things, and McGonagall wasn't in the second floor corridor yet. Yeah, like what? I don't know. Did someone just go and tell her, and she was immediately like, "Oh, okay," and made the announcement, and then went to go see? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> how did she know if she wasn't there i don't know but um before that they oh, go okay. and visit hermione oh yeah i completely skipped over that <laughs> this is a Jesus. very important scene yes <laughs> i think it's because i moved my notes up and for yeah. some reason i wanted to look at the bottom half of my notes that's, that's probably what it my is. bad <laughs> you're good you're good um i was not gonna let it pass so yeah no you're good <laughs> we're good go but for anyway, it they go and visit hermione <laughs> and harry just kind of like holds hermione's hand a little bit and he's like oh she's so cold or whatever mm-hmm but then he feels the paper in her hand and he's like, oh, what's this? And he pulls it out. They don't have to work very hard because it's just kind of clutched in her hand. So first off, why haven't the teachers found it yet? Yeah. Because I feel like that's pretty obvious. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but second of all, of course, it's so that they can read it and get their information that they need to mm-hmm. move the movie along. Um, oh. So they find the paper that she ripped out of a book. Mm-hmm. And it's this whole page on the basilisk mm-hmm. and so they just explain like what it is how it could die what it does um how it's 
stare kills people mm-hmm. and all of that. My and, favorite thing. Yes. Sorry. Ahead. My favorite thing is the fact that I think it's Harry. Harry goes, this is why Hermione was in the library the day she was attacked. And I'm like, when is she not in the library? <laughs> like, isn't that like one of her natural habitats right there? True. I just also think that that's a weird <laughs> line first off, because like, why is that even important to say, Harry? Just because i don't know <laughs> of course she was in the think... library she was outside of the library when she got attacked like yeah. where else would she have been yeah but, but... I, yeah i don't know <laughs> so <laughs> they they're talking and they're like but how would it get around and then all of a sudden they're like oh but hermione answered that one too and mm-hmm. at the very bottom of the page she has written on this page and it says pipes with an underline under it which I just thinking about it right now. The funny thing is that she would have had to get out her quill and ink yep. just to write that. Yep. Yep. No. No convenient <laughs> pens. At no Hogwarts. convenient pens right there. <laughs> Unless she has one that she carries around, like her contraband ballpoint pen. <laughs> she's like, I got this. I can write pipes. Yeah. On yeah it she's like, no I'll just write know. it real quick. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but. She wrote pipes on it and then crumpled it all up into her hand and was walking and probably, we would assume, going to go tell Harry and Ron about it mm-hmm. when she my, gets petrified. Yeah, my question, though, is where did she get the mirror? Yeah, I don't know. Because I highly doubt she just always carries a mirror with her. I mean, she might. I always have a mirror with me, even though like I don't ever use it. Did you have a mirror with you all the time when you were 12? Yeah, I did. Oh, really? Because I had one of those little brushes <laughs> that had a mirror attached to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I, I just never did. But would you carry a mirror like the one Hermione had with you all day, everywhere? I have before. You have? Really? Yeah, I used to have a little mirror like that. <laughs> one that had like a giant handle and whatnot? Yeah, I had one like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay then. <laughs> It, it was mostly when I was, like, really little. Oh. And I would what? just, like, shove it in my little tiny purse. Would you have carried it with you when you were 12? No, probably not that size of a mirror. Exactly. But also, they're at Hogwarts. They're not going to have updated mirrors. <laughs> updated mirrors? So they don't get to have the little makeup mirrors, okay? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Hermione was... to use those. Hermione when during the summer she was like I need a mirror for school but it can't be like a, a like a modern one it has it's to gotta be an, be an antique has mirror. to be an antique so like mom dad let's go to the antique store it has to fit the aesthetic <laughs> my aesthetic is Hogwarts and it's old fashioned archaic Hogwarts yes <laughs> like, okay Hermione that's cool. like all right um yeah I don't know yeah, I don't know either. It's a weird mirror, but it's a mirror nonetheless. Yeah. They were going for the Hogwarts aesthetic. Okay, that was the goal. Yes. <laughs> and they kind of did it, but it, it does seem very strange for a muggle-born girl mm-hmm. to have that kind of mirror versus a small little touch-up makeup mirror. Yeah. Which also would have worked just as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. But Harry, <laughs> he's like, but but nobody died. 
And then he goes through all of the reasons why no one died because they never actually stared at the eyes. <laughs> yeah, because he figured out that uh, Myrtle did die. Yeah. Or, well, I guess maybe after he goes through all it's this. It's after he goes through all of this. Yeah, 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 you're right. And then he's like, what if what if they never left? What if they've been here the yeah. whole time? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he goes, it's Myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> it's Myrtle. So, um, that's when McGonagall calls all the teachers to go to the... Yeah, that's when he tells all the students to go to their common rooms. Yeah. Yep. And of course, Harry and Ron believe that they're teachers. So. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So they head to the the second floor corridor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they're like, what's happening, McGonagall? What's going on? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they see the message. And they just happen to know that it's Ginny. Yeah, I I still don't understand how they know that it's Ginny. There's literally nothing in the book or the movie that tells you why it's Ginny and how they know it's Ginny. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, confused and how they know. Like, it's not like the teachers would be keeping a keeping track of every single student and knowing yep. what they do with their days. Nope. Like, they would not. How would you know that it's Ginny? Yeah, I don't know. I still want to say that Ginny left a note for McGonagall or something. You think <laughs> Just so? like, hey, I'll be down in the chamber. Hurt, Ginny. Deuces, it's me. Bye. Bye. Bye, bitches. Yep. <laughs> Little 11-year-old Ginny. Yep. Um, yikes. But they know it's Ginny for, for some reason or yep. other. I don't know. And um, Harry's like, oh. Well, um, let's go find Lockhart because he's gonna go do this. Well, well, hold on. Yes, like before that, because you know they do say it's Ginny, but like Lockhart shows up late to meeting the professors there. That's right, and they're all like, "All right, Lockhart, your time to shine." And he's kind of like, "Uh, "Oh, uh, yeah, sure." And uh, and here's the thing, cause Snape says, like, oh, Gilderoy, weren't you just boasting, like, last night about knowing where the entrance is? Yeah, that's And I'm right. like, if he was boasting about it, then, you know, I feel like all the professors would be like, okay, well, where is it? Tell right. us. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, the fact that they know that he's a fraud is just yeah. kind of like, I see why they wouldn't ask him. But they assign him to this task, knowing full well he can't do it. Mm-hmm. And they're all just going to sit back and relax? Yeah. Apparently. Nice staff. Nice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, But then, obviously, because Lockhart's like, well, I'm going to go get ready. That's when Harry and Ron are like, oh, well, let's go talk to Lockhart. Because he might be an idiot, but at least he's doing this. Yeah. So they go, and he's just packing his office up. You know. Yeah. He's gonna leave. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're they, like, they, um, they don't even knock. They just burst nope. in. And they're yeah. like, all right, Lockhart, we have information for you. What are you doing? Yeah. And he's like, uh, what are you guys doing here? And also, yeah. like, obviously, I didn't write all of those books. I didn't do all of that stuff. Like, I quoted uh, this. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Lockhart says books can be misleading. And Harry's like, you wrote them. And he's like, my dear boy, do you use your common sense? Right. <laughs> my <laughs> books wouldn't have sold half as well if people didn't think that I'd done all those things. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was like, well, apparently no one does. So they keep letting Lockhart get away with everything he's been saying. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no one uses their common sense Lockhart clearly you fooled everyone obviously um but then Harry's like 
you're a fraud and like mm-hmm. no shit sherlock thank you for <laughs> stating the obvious right there yep <laughs> thank you thank you so much <laughs> we we love your input harry uh-huh. love the repetition happening here I, I i find it funny that you know harry and ron could already tell that lockhart was gonna turn around and pull his wand on them so yeah. like, they they pull out theirs before he can do it yeah, and they're they just were like both ready lower the wand yeah <laughs> And don't they, they take it from him, right? I think so. Maybe. I'm pretty sure I, that's what they do. All I wrote in my notes was they convinced Lockhart to lower his wand, and that's all <laughs> I've got. I'm pretty sure they take it from him, because I like otherwise I feel like he would have actually turned on them a, a more times. Oh, definitely. Later. definitely. So I'm pretty sure they take it from him right now, and they're like, well, now you are coming with us to the Chamber of Secrets, so let's go talk to Myrtle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm talk to Myrtle. Let's and so go. they all go to the bathroom to talk to Myrtle (laughs) and Myrtle's like oh let me tell you about how I died (laughs) because you asked yeah no one's done that before so let me let me let you know what's happening and so she does she she talks to them about it she's like well you know like I was crying because I was getting bullied and I heard the voice that was like a funny language and Mm -hmm. I was like um no, you cannot be in here. Yeah, so she, I opened my like, door. Yeah, she's like, and I realized it was a boy's voice. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to tell them to go away. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then she opens her door and she died. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a question. Yes, let's hear it. Is Tom somehow immune to the basilisk and his gaze? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Like, did uh, t- like, did Tom just, like, summon the basilisk right then and there and, like, close his eyes immediately and was like, she's over there. Go get her. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. He might have either. some special glasses, some special goggles <laughs> that he wears when he's around it. He, pull, he puts them on specifically when he goes down to the chamber. Yeah, exactly. It's gotta be it, right? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> They were left for him when Salazar, like, left the school. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to leave this monster here, and I'm going to leave these goggles for the heir of Slytherin. Wink, there's, wink. <laughs> there, there's, there's, like, uh, just, like, right within the entrance to this uh, pipe system, whatever, you know, there's just a shelf with some goggles on it. Yeah, yeah. He's just... like, ah, goggles, I wonder what those are for. Puts them on and goes down and is like, oh, that's what those are for. <laughs> the goggles are just like conveniently hung on the one sink that goes straight down into the ground. Yes. <laughs> so they know where the entrance is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no one ever found it. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, it's time to enter the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. It's time. So- it's time finally uh so harry finds an engraving of a snake on the faucet and i was just like how obvious is that i mean just as obvious as the goggles would be (laughs) exactly might as well put some goggles up there yeah and i like i still don't understand how no one would have found the chamber of secrets when the plumbing was put in because no one speaks parcel mouth come on when when the plumbing was put in though like Um, i feel like I okay. My my question isn't even that. It's why did they put Salazar Slytherin in charge of the plumbing? <laughs> because I think, I think the real question is when did the plumbing come into the castle? That's true. But like, he had to have been kind of in charge, you know, somewhat in order for his chamber to have been built. 
I mean, I guess. And how did he hide it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this it, it makes no sense. The how did chamber... Helga, Rowena, and Godric not see this gigantic like structure being built under the school? Yeah, this whole chamber thing <laughs> makes no sense <laughs> at all. Like, I'm sorry. I feel like the founders would have known oh, that they, this existed. They absolutely would have known. <laughs> I, I feel like anyone would have known. Absolutely. And like, yeah, maybe they would have chalked it up to like, oh, it's just Salazar doing his little Don't bullshit. You know, like, oh, like, whatever. oh, maybe, maybe that's gonna be the common room for right? Slytherin or something. Like, it's just Salazar being <laughs> Salazar. Yeah, and they didn't actually know what it was for, but like. Also, I feel like maybe they would have known. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine, I guess. I, I don't, yeah, I don't understand any of it. I just, he was put in charge of the plumbing? I guess so, yeah. Did each of them have a different job? And Salazar was like, please give me the plumbing, please give me the plumbing. I have yeah. a monster I need to put here. Yeah, so Salazar was in charge of the plumbing. I'm sure Rowena was in charge of, like, the architecture, like, the general look of the castle. Yeah. Um, Godric was in charge of, I don't know, the Quidditch field. Staircase? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Staircase, I'm going with it. the staircases. (laughs) The staircases and the Quidditch field. Make them move randomly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and then uh, Helga was in charge of, like, the kitchens and the Great Hall and... And uh, just, like, general decor. The greenhouses and the... Yeah, the general decor, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I, I feel like the staircases being done by Godric make a lot of sense. A lot yes. more sense now. Yes. I, knowing that he's a Gryffindor. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> he's like, um, I like random stairs. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's make it more fun in here. Make it an adventure. Make it so that they're late to classes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is my goal in life. <laughs> To have as much fun as possible. So staircases that move in the Quidditch field. Let's go. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ooh, does this mean he was also in charge of the room of requirement? Probably. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. That seems very Godric-y of him. So so Godric has his own secret room. Yeah, he Uh, does. Salazar has his own secret chamber that, like, no one can can get into. (laughs) A giant chamber. (laughs) At least Godric is inclusive and almost anyone can get in. Yeah, he lets everyone get in but they have to know how yeah exactly they have to know how he has a secret (laughs) he's like well what you do is you walk past it three times thinking the same thing over Uh and over again and then it'll be there it'll be there let's (laughs) go (laughs) like who thinks these things up i don't know okay joe (laughs) um god but anyway, <laughs> anyways, Salazar's chamber. We get to enter it now because Harry speaks some parcel tongue to the snake yep. that's on the sink. And it goes, oh, yeah, top comes off, separate, uh-huh. down, covered Which, with a grate. This is very, like, beautifully done. Oh, so Like, beautiful. cinematically. Like, I love it. Yeah, me too. It's very elaborate. It is. It definitely is. Um, but my, my biggest issue with it is that the pipe is straight up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, when they do end up sliding down it <laughs> to go into the chamber, uh-huh. it's at a tilt. <laughs> yep. So, I'm sorry. 
I was saying, because the, the bathroom here is definitely different than the bathroom in the book. Yes, it absolutely when, is. When reading the book, what I understood was that, like, it was, it was like a normal, like, bathroom at a high school or something where you have the yeah. sinks along one wall and then, yeah. like, the stalls on the other wall. Yeah. That's what but it sounded like. That is what, yeah, in the book. It's but completely in this one, different it's, like, here. literally a circle of sinks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a giant bathroom. With a straight up and down, like, literally vertical mm-hmm. tunnel. Yep. <laughs> That's huge, yep. I might say. <laughs> and when they end up coming out the other end of it, it's at a tilt. Yeah. Which, I like, I, I made a comment about this. I was like, Lockhart goes in first. Like, how yeah. he didn't break his legs is beyond me. For real, though. <laughs> how any of them don't break any bone in their body going down, I, I don't understand. I don't understand it either. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but yeah. they go down. All of them go down. They mm-hmm. force Lockhart in first. He's all like, oh, but, like, are you sure that's smart? And they're like, um, yeah, better you than us. So bye. Yep. So they push him in. <laughs> I think the funny thing is, or wait, no, they do wait for him to say something before they go, yeah. don't they? Okay. Because yeah. I, I like, remember. It's really quite filthy down here. Yeah, because I remember Harry jumping in and Ron jumping in like immediately afterwards. And yeah. I was like, Ron, you should wait just a little bit. Dude, for real, because like you don't know <laughs> what it's like at the bottom. You just know that it's dirty. So like. Harry could literally be directly under you, Ron, and you're exactly. going to land on top of his head and like, just, exactly. like break his skull. Yes. What are you going to do now that your hero's like dead? <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, that's not what happens, obviously, because it ends up being a slide, which I don't know how that transition happened, but yeah, it did. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so they're they're down inside the the plumbing of the school salazar's labyrinth as one might call it yes (laughs) his chamber of secrets um technically they're not even to the chamber part yet. that is true they haven't made it to the chamber yet they're They're just just in this weird way yeah it's like the it's the foyer yeah yeah definitely (laughs) the foyer to the chamber (laughs) yes it's not um, looking too good down there. There's lots right. of animal skeletons. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dirty, pretty pretty <laughs> gross. The, the skeletons are, uh-huh. are kind of cluttering it up a little bit. Which, it probably looked a lot nicer in its prime. Yeah, but. okay. My my thing about this, I was like, how did they even figure out how to find the chamber? Because it looked <laughs> like they could have gone any direction and would have gotten lost. <laughs> they could have gone any direction. Because in the movie, it's literally a catacomb. Yes. Yeah. So good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Um, Let us know if you find it. Cool, 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 cool. Maybe they were following the, all the uh, animal skeletons. I mean, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that they find the the snake skin. Yes. Um, but like, okay, that's disgusting. It's fine. yes. <laughs> um, but Lockhart like pretends to faint. <laughs> yep. And Ron's like, oh my gosh, this guy is so dumb and annoying. And he grabs Ron's wand, which, first of all, yes, that just proves how dumb he is. Yes. (laughs) Because of all the wands to grab at Hogwarts, you don't grab Ron's. It's a safety hazard. We all know this. (laughs) We've known it the whole year. Um, (laughs) 
But then he's like, well, you know, it was nice knowing you guys. This is what I'm going to do. And um, you won't be able to, to tell your side of the story. Mm-hmm. And he tries really, really hard to obliviate Ron. Is mm-hmm. it Ron or Harry first? I don't know. It's Ron, because Ron's the one who's right there. Yeah, that's true. So he tries to obliviate Ron. Um, but he gets blasted backwards. Yep. And turns out he obliviated himself, but also created a rock fall. <laughs> yes. So now now rocks are separating Ron and Lockhart from Harry. <laughs> yes. How Harry was that far away, I will not understand or know. Well, I, I think I think what happened is that like when they came across the snake skin, like Ron and Lockhart like stopped there and Harry kept going a little bit. Okay. Uh, like as he was like investigating the snake skin. Um, okay. And then when that happened, Harry just happened to be able to go further in when the, yeah. all the rocks and stuff came down. It was just convenient. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. A little too convenient. <laughs> yep. But anyway, they're all separated now and Harry's like, well, dang it, now I have to go by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the, there's a difference here then in the book because yeah. here, uh, you know, Lockhart is kind of like, uh... Uh, who are you? And he's it's like, true. Ron. And it's like, and uh, who oh am my. I? <laughs> and so it's like, okay, we know we know as of this moment that Lockhart has lost his memory. Yeah, because yeah, Ron is like, Lockhart's memory charm backfired. He doesn't yeah, know who he that's is. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and um, Harry's like, um, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go see about your sister. <laughs> like, you have fun shifting the rocks. Yep, like, like, get me away out of here. <laughs> you enjoy that. That which, wonderful menial task. Which just thinking about it, um, like scares me because you have a twelve year old who knows nothing about having to shift rocks. What if there's yeah. more above? Like, what if you cause another avalanche of rocks to come down? Dude, for real. Like, <laughs> come on. Like I'm sorry, but this is not some easy game of Jenga. Buddy. No, it's not. <laughs> um But anyway. Anyways, that's what's going to be happening. So then Harry moves on and he does end up coming to this like it really looks like the entrance to like a manhole kind of. Yes, it, it looks like a weird like sideways entrance to a yeah. manhole. Yeah. Um and he is like, "Oh, this must be the entrance." <laughs> like, well, what else would it have been? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Definitely, definitely the entrance to the chamber. It could have been the swimming pool, Colleen. Come on. It, okay, you're right. Jeez. Don't that, that's, that's what Salazar was in charge of. The plumbing yeah. and the swimming pool. Yeah, he was like, um, I'm going to create a, a swimming pool. Cough, cough, not really. Uh, <laughs> that's probably how he got away with it. They were like, oh, a swimming pool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he oh, was a swimming like, pool. <laughs> but it's password protected and only I know the language. Password protected. <laughs> He's that selfish. This just in the Chamber of Secrets is password protected. Um, it clearly is. There's two <laughs> passwords, <laughs> and it's only in one specific language that no one can speak if they don't know it. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, so Harry's like, cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna do the same thing here, and he speaks some snake language to the the door. Yeah, and it opens. <laughs> yeah way to go harry (laughs) and like here's the thing for me because i was i was watching it and i I watched as uh you know the snake goes around and all the other snakes like 
back away. So it's yeah. unlocking and it's super obvious. Yeah. And, um, and then I watched as the door swung open. I didn't specifically see anything that would have locked the door. And I'm like, how, how would you, how does this lock? How does this actually lock? Well, it might have pulls that At go At the top out. and bottom? Yeah. I would say, like, top and bottom, sure. But, like, where you would normally think there might be a lock, there was nothing. I mean, if Absolutely they have the, nothing. If they have like metal poles at the top and bottom that go out when it's closed and locked, then I feel like mm-hmm. that's enough locking. <laughs> Probably, but it's the fact that we didn't see it. That's true. It's true. So that's because they got pulled in, you know, when the snake. Yeah. Went. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, I just watching it and wa- seeing what we see, we see no way for the door to lock. As far as we know, you could just pull on it and it could open. Yeah. <laughs> I love that tweet. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> I was like, I have to tweet this before I forget. It's fantastic. <laughs> I feel like that's going to need to be the title of this episode. Yes. The title. I <laughs> um, meant to put uh, hashtags on it and I completely forgot. That's oh, fine. No it's worries. fine. No need for hashtags. It's fine. <laughs> um... But yeah, so Harry makes his way on in, and what do you think he sees other than Salazar Slytherin's wonderful skull statue? <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> All those weird beard things happening. Yeah, and there's just a whole bunch of snakes leading up to it. Yep, <laughs> it's yep, like, okay, yep. we get it, Salazar. You love snakes. <laughs> I just, I feel like this statue specifically i've already talked about this obviously if Mm -hmm. you listen to the last chapter episode yeah um but i feel like this statue makes so much more sense because in the book it talks about harry seeing some movement in the mouth when you can't see the mouth if it's all the way up in the air yeah so I like this more because at least this way the mouth is on the ground. So it's at eye level. I would say, and I think this definitely works better anyways, because if you were to have a giant, like actual, like a full body statue with a snake coming out of the mouth, like, first of all, the statue's got to be huge. Yeah, for real. Second of all, that would be a very far drop down to the ground. It would, for sure. Like, like what I'm the still hell? wondering how that basilisk didn't, like, hurt itself falling. Hurt itself <laughs> or the ground, yeah. yeah that too. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> but um, Harry walks over to Jenny. He's like, oh my gosh, Jenny! And he yeah. freaks out a little bit, because, like, obviously she's not responsive. Yeah. Um, and then Tom rocks up. He emerges from the shadows, and I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's Literally. beautiful. And Harry's like, oh my gosh, Tom, hi. <laughs> yeah, and like, Harry had just thrown his wand on the ground, I guess. Like yeah, that part doesn't make wh- any why? sense. Why? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. It's honestly. whatever, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But Harry's first instinct is to like trust Tom. Yeah. And it is kind of like, okay, why? <laughs> like I, I I understand why he trusted Tom. Um but it's also kind of like you turned in Hagrid. Well, I mean the first first issue here, Harry, is um Tom clearly lied to you about Hagrid. 
So, are you still gonna trust him? Really? You know who I this say, guy like, is. Yeah, I would say because I mean, as far as Harry knows, he lied. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would just trust some random stranger from <laughs> some random years stranger ago. you met through a memory. Exactly. <laughs> like I'd be like, mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Not> a... <clears throat> Tom um, does explain everything, and I'll let you explain that. <laughs> yeah. So, so Tom talks about preserving himself in a diary, and uh, you know, finishing the job that he like set out to do with uh, like Salazar Slytherin's uh, I don't know, like quest or noble whatever. Work. His noble work. That's it. Yep. Uh, and so, how he was going to finish that, like, come back one day through someone else, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I, uh, Tom, how did? How did you know it was going to happen in the first place? Like, were you already going to entrust someone with this diary and be like, okay, here you go. Give this to someone, give it to a student in 50 years or clearly he did. (laughs) I I, I don't understand it. I don't either. Like how did Lucius come to have the diary? I don't know. Why did Lucius finally go? I'm going to give this to someone. Yeah. He's like, finally, I'll give it to the Weasley girl. (laughs) The Weasley girl. But like I, I don't, I, I don't understand the whole diary thing and how it would have come back to Hogwarts, and how it did come back to Hogwarts because why did Lucy have it? But also, if it, if this actually worked, if he did fully come back, like Ginny was dead, Harry died in the chamber. I don't know, like what would have happened um, if you had the sixteen-year-old Tom, and you know Voldemort potentially coming back maybe i don't know like if how would it work with two of them in the world yeah i mean we definitely asked this question before but we I don't did know. and there's no answer no not a good one <laughs> at least no definitely not just weird ideas of what could happen yeah just ultimately ending with them battling each other because, like, there can't be two. There can't be two. <laughs> there be can a... only be one. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, they're the same person. They're both, like, power hungry. Yeah. Because they are the same person. So it's it, just a it... younger yeah. version, essentially. Yep. But... And, I mean, the younger one is just a memory anyways. Indeed, yeah. So... He's lost all of that knowledge that Voldemort gained through all those years, so I feel like he would definitely lose. Yes, definitely. <laughs> against real Voldemort, but... Yes, who agreed. Knows? <laughs> who, who knows? Because if Voldemort is still that little creature that we see in the fourth one... Yeah, I know. I, mean, I, I don't even know how he came to be that creature. I don't know either, but Memory Tom would definitely win. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. In that case, yes. All he would have to do is Aranya exhume it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's probably not the spell. <laughs> I think that only affects spiders, but who knows? Uh, who knows, honestly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how to answer that question. I don't either. But um, but I do wonder how Joe came up with Tom's name to like how she made it spell out "I am Lord Voldemort." Yeah. How to, um, like. What? It's weird, too, because in order for it to do that in all the different languages it's in, they had to change his name up. Yes. Yeah. That's like a bunch of different things that you can <laughs> call Voldemort because he actually has a bunch of different names. Yep. 
like real person names and then like it's just it's weird it's yeah because he has a lot of different muggle names i guess you could say yeah because then it it turns into his like voldemort name but it had to like literally what they had to do is work backwards on it i guess oh yeah Definitely. They had to go and be like, okay, how do you say I am Lord Voldemort in this language? Cool. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. We got to figure out a name to write out of these letters. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. <laughs> Which it's it's still weird that you have a 16-year-old who's like, I am Lord Voldemort. It's very weird. <laughs> and he told all of his friends to call him that. Yeah. He's, he's over here, 16 years old, like, hey, call me Lord Voldemort. Call like, me okay, the Dark but... Lord. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Yeah, for real. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Joe made some unnecessary work for uh, the people who translated her books with this part. Well, I mean, she didn't even know that her books were going to be translated into all these different languages. So, But, like, even still, I feel like I would never make a part of a book that is like this. Yeah. Because it would just be, it would be difficult first off to do it in the first to, place. To do it, yeah. So I, like, I question how she came up with exactly. the name. <laughs> but then she'll have, like, translators later on if the book goes into a different language where they have to sit there and be like, okay, how do I make this work? Yeah. This is, this is a little bit of a creative writing project. <laughs> yes. <You know? laughs> like, Okay, and it has to be, like, a name that, like, is, like, actually a name. Yes. Not, like, just a random jumble of letters. And I think maybe do they have to have Joe approve of the names? <laughs> like... I don't know. I hope not, because it's not going to work out that well. But it did make it so that... I don't know. They just had to change names throughout the series because of this. It's mm-hmm. just... It's not... It doesn't work. No. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, okay? Even if you don't think your book is ever going to be translated, just don't write like this. <laughs> <laughs> this scene specifically is a bad idea. <laughs> I would say, like, I like I like it. I like the yeah. fact that Tar Mar- Marvolo Riddle, like, yeah. changes to be I am Lord Voldemort. Yeah. But I know it's not anything I would have ever come up with. Nope. It's like a nice ever. concept, but, like, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, thanks. I also I also question, how did Tom just so happen to be the heir of Slytherin and go bad? Um, don't know. It's uh, cursed. Yeah. Just like the Defense Against the Dark Arts is cursed. True. <laughs> that, that part is also cursed. If you're the heir of Slytherin, you're cursed. <laughs> I, guess, I guess. So I guess that means that every... All of his ancestors before him are also cursed. Yes. His mother was cursed. Yep. Yep, definitely. But how does he know that he's the heir of Slytherin? Um, not really sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't know. He came to him in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. He was like, my son, you are my heir. We all know how... Uh... How Voldemort likes to use people's dreams against them, so. True. Um, I guess we all don't know that, but later, we <laughs> yeah. talk about that. Later, in a couple of books. Do he does do that. Yes. And it's uh, it's rough. Yep. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> um, uh, so Fox shows up. 
Yes. With the sorting with hat. The sorting hat. And then she just kind of disappears. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's kind of like, oh, Fox, you're here. Okay. Uh, sorting hat. Why did you bring the sorting hat? That and, is a very good question. It's like, I don't understand it, but okay. All right. I would not understand it either, but it happened. It happened. There's no uh, no armor potential with the sorting hat. Mm-hmm. That yeah. I know of, at least. <laughs> yeah, it's like that I know of, but I don't know. <clears throat> but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but so Tom summons the basilisk, and like yes. the mouth of the Salazar like statue opens, and here it comes. Yes. And like I really, I really do like how they did that with like the mouth opening and the basilisk yeah. coming out. Well, and it, it was just so like so well done, like because obviously they did what they wanted to with this scene. Yeah, to make it work, and they made it work a lot better than it does in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I love that it's like an actual mouth where it just opens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, versus like just having an empty hole there or something. Yeah, but yeah, and then obviously the basilisk comes out and like. All I wrote was, oof, the basilisk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I do, I just wonder, is Tom somehow immune to the basilisk? Or, like, is it because he's the heir? Is it because he speaks parcel tongue? Is it because he's just a memory, even though he's almost um, fully back to life, if you want to put it that way? I think it's because like, he's a memory right now. That's, that's kind of my thought, too. But he's so close to being alive himself that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. Anyways, Harry had no rescue plan. Um. <laughs> yes. Yes. He has no plans. He has no plans. He went like, to the chamber just... Planless. Planless, Yes. And then he has a bird show up in a hat, and he's like, well, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, he's like, that, well, how is this supposed to help me? <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, you didn't bring anything yourself, other than your wand. And other you than your wand, but Tom has that. his wand. Yeah. So, like, Harry, I don't know what you thought you were going to do yeah. here. <laughs> um, so he just starts running. Yeah, he starts running, and uh, Tom sends the basilisk after him. But then yeah. you hear Fox... And yeah, Fox screeches, and you see like the shadow of um, Fox pecking out the basilisk's eyes. Yep, you see it. <laughs> and um, and Tom is kind of like, no. And then he's like, well, you know, your phoenix may or your bird may have blinded my basilisk, but at least he can smell you. That is true. And it was like, okay. And so Harry runs off into a different like pipe. And uh, the basilisk follows him. And at first I was, this is like before I remembered what Harry does to get the basilisk away. But I was like, this basilisk must have an awful sense of smell because I remember the basilisk just going past him. Yeah. But then I remembered that Harry picked up a rock. Harry throws a stone, yeah. And threw it, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm dumb. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not dumb. Harry's dumb, remember? (laughs) Harry's the dumb one. (laughs) Harry's the dumb. (laughs) Um... But at least in this moment, he's not that dumb. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I thought that it was interesting how long this chase scene is. Because like in the book, it's like maybe a page. I would say, yeah. And we talked about this when we talked about this yeah. uh, scene in the book. 
Um, and it, there is no chase. There is no chase. Yeah. And I think it's interesting how they extend scenes for movies. Um, even though in the book that might be a paragraph. Yeah, exactly. And so They're it's like, obviously a good cinematic opportunity. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it creates a lot of suspense and everything. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, all right. Yeah. Like I like this. Yeah. A nice creative vision. Yes. Um, but anyway, Harriet ultimately runs back into the main chamber, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't even understand how he can find his way back there, but, like, whatever. <laughs> well, he, it's not like he made a bunch of twists and turns. Yeah, that's true, but, like, that place is still very confusing. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he went very far into this pipe that he went into. That's a good point. So he just kind of went, went in and... Out. Made a turn and was like, oh shit, I'm trapped. And then tricked and then the basilisk and went right back. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but yeah, he goes back to Jenny. And while he's with Jenny, um, I, I'm sure Tom says something. I don't remember what, but like the basilisk just like pops out of the water. And I was like, how? Why? <laughs> like, how yeah. did the basilisk get there? I don't know. But also, there's water there, so, like, yeah. did he, did the basilisk, like, go into, like, an underground lake or something, <laughs> like, and just in the pop black out lake. of the water? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, but also, I'm... it's tearing up Salazar Slytherin's perfectly built chamber of secrets. Well, I assumed there was a hole there already that the basilisk just went through. Oh, but I, I always thought it, like, broke through the ground, and I was like, what the heck? Oh, I never did. I always thought there was just a hole there, and so it was kind of like, <laughs> first of all, how did the basilisk get there? But second of all, how is there water if there's a hole there? Good um, Especially if the basilisk came from somewhere else. Yep. So it doesn't make sense. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I really don't um, <laughs> But isn't this the part where the sword shows up in the hat? Yes, it is. Yep. You can talk about that. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you want to go on. Uh, so the basilisk pops up out of the water and Harry looks over and just so happens to see a sword show up in the sorting hat. And he's kind of like, okay, let's go for it. And he like grabs the sword. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of like, it seems kind of dumb that Harry would try to get on top of Salazar's statue to fight the Basilisk. Yeah. Because he could fall off and break his neck easily. Literally. Uh, but at the same time, I was kind of like, well, it gives him a better vantage point to on fight the Basilisk. the Basilisk. Yeah. yeah. And so I was kind of like, well, it's kind of smart, but it's kind of dumb. It's, um, I it's don't very know, dumb. I don't know which one outweighs the other. It's filled with hairy logic, so I, mean, I don't know why we're questioning it. I don't know. This is what he would do. Uh-huh. It's, Harry. Just, it's just what he would do. It's just Harry. Just yep. Harry. Just Harry. <laughs> um, but he can do maths and stuff, okay? Yeah, he's not so dumb. he's not dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's not that dumb, at least. Yeah. yeah, come on. Which, math isn't important now because he goes to wizarding school true so uh but anyway he stabs the basilisk ultimately through the skull yep through Through the the, through the mouth through the roof of the the basilisk's mouth through the skull and he just happens to get his arm directly under a thing Uh and 
And somehow (laughs) the fang gets stuck in Harry's arm and breaks off of the basilisk, which makes no sense. Yeah, I've never understood why the fang breaks off. Yeah. It's not like it's a bee. <laughs> yeah, right? I was I was always like, how does this work exactly? The things things are not stingers. They do not break off when they are used. So. I know. I was like that that's a that's a tooth. That's part of the skull. Yeah. Like how unless the basilisk was had really bad dental hygiene for some reason. <laughs> it just like, snapped. It just snapped well, upon they were impact. Legs and they just snapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know but the fang does come off in harry's arm and harry's yeah. like dying and obviously. yeah and like long story short the basilisk is dead and harry yes. like pulled the sword back out out of the yeah. basilisk yeah the basilisk falls down splashes upside mm-hmm. down onto the ground right in front of salazar slytherin statue yeah and, and then Harry runs to Ginny. Yeah, <laughs> Harry gets down off of the statue and goes to Ginny. Yeah, you know, while he's, like, got this poison coursing through his veins and uh-huh. killing him. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you know, uh, Tom is Tom is talking to Harry, and he's like, yes. oh, funny how fast the poison goes through you, you know? And, uh, and he's also like, funny, the damage a silly little book can do, especially in the hands of a silly little girl. And I was like... That was your mistake right there, Tom. Harry is right? smarter than that. Right? <laughs> I was like, oof. <laughs> yeah, and so Harry just, for whatever reason, you know, was just kind of like, diary, Tom, basilisk fang. Mm-hmm. Huh. I wonder what happens like, if I... Cool. Stabby, stab, stab. <laughs> Stabby, stab, stab the diary. <laughs> so he does. A few times, in A fact. A few times, Yeah. Um, and it makes multiple different bursts of light on the Tom Riddle memory. Yeah. And then he disappears. He he shatters into, like, a bunch of little light flecks. He does, yeah. But after Fox, well... Oh, is it yeah. After Fox That's right, him? yes. Yeah. No. No, it's Fox not. Does it, oh, no, Fox does no. it when Jenny wakes up. Yeah, Jenny wakes up, yeah. starts freaking out, yeah, like, yeah. don't die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, so Jenny wakes up, obviously, because Tom no longer has hold over her body. Yes. And she wakes up, and she's like, oh, my gosh, Harry, I didn't do it. I didn't do it on purpose. Like, I don't know what was happening and all uh-huh. that. Like, she apologizes. She's, like, freaking out. He's mm-hmm. like, you're fine, but, like, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Jenny's immediately like, your arm. Yeah. Like, she just suddenly realizes, and he's like, okay, Jenny, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you're going to get out of here. You're going to yeah. go. And, like, Fox comes over and just starts crying. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, Harry's like, I'm going to die, obviously, but you're going to leave. So go. Uh-huh. <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. And then, like, as Fox is crying onto Harry's wound, Harry's suddenly like, oh, yeah, phoenixes have healing powers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's oh, right. I'm going to be fine. Don't worry about Ginny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about this. Um, and so then they, they head back, um, and they collect Ron and Lockhart, and Fox carries them all out. Yeah, which never made sense to me because I was always like, these children are not that strong, I guarantee you. Yeah, them all holding on to each other. Yeah, I holding agree. on to each other. I was always like, no. I just, I love, I love Lockhart going, 
this is just like magic. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, if only you knew. It is, honey. It, it is, is magic. Yeah. <laughs> also, I had to question, where exactly were they flying out of? Because when you see them flying up, like you see them flying into the night sky outside yep. of the castle. Yep. And I was like, don't give us this bullshit excuse that no one ever found the chamber. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Like, I'm sure people would have, like, gone down into this cavern wherever just to look and see what was down there. 100%. I know that Fred and George would have. Yeah, I'm sure if they figured out how to get down there, they'd be like, oh, let's let's explore a little bit. Yeah. So So. I just... The chamber had to have been found. Come on. Or... (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know. I I feel like it had to have been found between the plumbing and this cavern over here that they flew out of. Someone would have had to find it at some point. That's true. I don't know. I don't know either. Silly Hogwarts. Yeah. (laughs) But um, Harry uh, goes to Harry and Ginny go to Dumbledore's office. Harry, Ron, and Ginny. Yeah, Ron and Ginny. Sorry, my bad. Oops. <laughs> You're good. Um, so they go to Dumbledore's office, which is very different from the book. But they're there. Or maybe it's <laughs> just Harry and Ron. I thought maybe there was only two of them, but... It, it might just be Harry and Ron, because I don't really make any mention of Ginny in this scene. So it's probably just Harry and Ron. Yeah, it's probably just both of them. Okay. Um, you can talk... Okay. I don't say a lot. So they're in Dumbledore's office. I was like, okay, Dumbledore's back. And Harry and Ron both look like ashamed. Like they're expecting to be expelled, which on one hand kind of makes sense since they broke a bunch of rules. Uh, but on the other hand, it's like you guys not only saved a student, saved, you know, your sister, Ron, uh, but you also killed the monster in the chamber. Like, why would you get expelled for that? Yeah. So. But this also begs the question for me. Um, does this. Uh, hold on. Let me go back in my notes. Okay. So. So after all this happens and, you know, like Harry kills the basilisk and whatnot. Like, does Hagrid's name ever get cleared after that? I don't know. Like, I feel like after this whole thing, they could have safely been like, okay, it was Tom Riddle who opened the chamber 50 years ago. And yeah. so, you know, like, oh, like, ha- we can wipe that off of Hagrid's record. Like, can does, is Hagrid allowed a new wand at this point? Or, That's a good point. Like, yeah. can, he, can he start to learn and do magic now? Or does he even want to learn any more magic? Like, Also I, a good question. I feel like they would have had to clear Hagrid's name after this. Yeah, I agree. I think they would have too. But they don't. It's I stupid. Don't. It is very stupid. <laughs> yeah. But um anyways, Harry and Ron are both given special awards. Yeah. Which is never mentioned ever again. Nope. They don't even we don't even know if they're on trophies or what. We yeah, we don't know. Um Dumbledore gives Ron letters to send to Azkaban to release Hagrid. And Dumbledore is talking to Harry yes. after Ron has left, and he's like, 
you must have shown me real loyalty down there in the chamber. And I was like, wow, what a Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Dumbledore mentions that because he's like, you know, only, you know, real loyalty to me would have brought Fox to you or like would have called her to you. Um, yeah. And, you know, Harry points out some of the similarities between Tom and himself. Yeah. And it's interesting in this moment because, you know, I'm pretty sure Dumbledore says something about, like, oh, you know, like, the night um, Voldemort tried to kill you, you know, he transferred some of his powers to you. And I'm like, uh, so Dumbledore, do you know anything about Horcruxes? Like, did you figure this all out already? I, I would say yes. Or, like, he's at least kind of suspicious of it. Yeah. I think the real question is, does Dumbledore know a lot specifically about Horcruxes? Or does he have a name for it yet? I don't know. Because I feel like if he knew, then he would be doing a whole bunch of research trying to figure out if Voldemort had other Horcruxes. Yeah. Which maybe he is, I don't know. Maybe. But we don't really see that until kind of fifth, sixth year-ish. It's mostly true. sixth year, but... Yeah, we don't see, like, any of that at all. Yeah. Until way later. Yeah. But um, because of those abilities, Harry now knows why he, quote-unquote, should be in Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so he's like, oh, so that's why the... the um, the hat said that I would be good in there, and Dumbledore's like, well, duh. <laughs> yeah, and, like, this is kind of where Harry figures out that you can ask the sorting hat to put you somewhere. And it'll do it. And, yeah, and it'll do it. And Harry also gets proof that he belongs in Gryffindor yeah. because of the sword. Because yeah. Dumbledore is like, take a look at that sword. And it says yeah. Godric Gryffindor on it. It's kind of like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, and- and the scene, it also kind of, like, shows how disappointed Harry is to find out that he would have actually been in Slytherin or whatever. Yeah. And Dumbledore, like, makes this comment, which is, like, a really good, like, quote for just, like, anything in general, really. And mm-hmm. he says, um, it's not our abilities that show what we are, it is our choices. Yes. Because, like, yeah, I mean... That's literally why you were able to go to Gryffindor, Harry, because you chose to be in Gryffindor. Like, yeah. you could be Slytherin, but you chose to be in Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what it is. And, like, obviously it's your choices that that determine all kinds of things. So I just really like that quote. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Did you not? <laughs> you you cut out for a second. I'm it was really? silent. Yeah. Um, what part did I cut out of? Um, that's a good question. I was too busy going. What where'd she go to oh. realize? Um, well, basically, I just really like the the quote because it really is true. It like it's always like what you choose to do versus what like you could fit or could do like it's your choices like what you choose to do is what makes who you are Mm -hmm. so like you know actions 
obviously speak louder than words <laughs> yes so, yeah it's all of that and i i think like a good comparison would be like celebrities mm-hmm. um and like i guess just what they choose to do with their time or with their money yeah um because you know if you if you hear that like celebrities like i think beyonce when uh when texas had the huge winter storm like i think she was helping out like donating money to texas or something and trying okay. to, like trying to help out people who were affected by the winter storm and whatnot yeah um and so i mean like so i i mentioned celebrities just because they're the ones who we hear about a lot and so it's kind of we kind of based our decisions on them at least based on what we know about them yeah um and just what they do it's true but even even just in like everyday lives like your friends it's it's not necessarily like like what their abilities are but what your friends choose to do yeah um just as who they are and whatnot it's true yeah and like obviously you also choose to be friends with them so yeah like everything is all it's all a choice like all everything is choices made up of little choices throughout your whole life Mm -hmm. um but yeah yeah and then who would show up wait hold on before that though i have one more thing to point out about fox okay how did fox know to bring the sorting hat down to the chamber in the first place I don't know. I don't know either. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> nope. But anyways. <laughs> but um but who would show up but Dobby? Well Lucius Lucius. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Lucy and then you said Dobby and I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy and Dobby, my friend. Dobby's the important one, obviously. <laughs> Well, I mean, he is because that's who <laughs> Harry knows. Yeah, I know, but uh, I mean, Lucius is the important one because he's the one who's been pulling strings and yeah. threatening governors and things like that. It's true. He has been doing that bad, yeah. bad things. Um, but anyway, they show up, and Harry's like, "Wait, that's your, that's your master." Yeah, <laughs> and um. Harry was supposed to, or, I don't remember which one it was, but um, either Daniel Radcliffe or Jason Isaacs, I think is his name. Like, they have, so they have their little conversation with Dumbledore about the diary and stuff, right? Yeah. And um, Dumbledore gives his little threat of, like, how, like, whoever did this would be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. And he stares directly at Lucy while he's saying it. And Lucy's yep. like, oh, yeah, yeah. Terrible, yeah. terrible stuff. But um, I think Jason Isaacs was supposed to leave the room after that. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Or it was Harry who was supposed to leave. I don't know. One of them was supposed to leave. But neither one did. <laughs> and so it led to this little improv moments i think it was probably harry who was supposed to leave like daniel radcliffe but um jason isaacs is like like lucy obviously he's like let's hope that mr potter will always be around to save the day and that's when um, daniel radcliffe immediately came back with don't worry i will be and all of that was improv so oh no (laughs) 
Hold on. Yep. Wait, I'm sorry. I cut off for a second. Oh, no. I didn't hear anything you said. <laughs> um, so, what? Because I, I know you said that you thought uh, Harry was supposed to leave, and that's about where you cut off. Okay, yeah. So, one of them was supposed to leave the room. I'm not 100% sure which, but mm-hmm. it, I think it was supposed to be Harry. Um, I think it was supposed to be Daniel Radcliffe. But, basically... Um, it led to this scene because they all stayed. <laughs> it led to this improv scene where um, Lucy Lucy makes the comment, let's hope that Mr. Potter will always be around to save the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dana Radcliffe came back immediately with, don't worry, I will be. Yeah. Like, straight off the top of his head. He was like, I got this. Yeah. Um, and so that part was improv, as well as the part where Lucius actually does leave the room, kicking Dobby. Okay, before we go to them leaving yes. the room, though. Yep. Okay. Um, I just want to point out that Lucius just, just while he and Dumbledore are like talking, he's just kind of like, my sole concern has always been and always will be the welfare yeah. of this school and, of course, its students. And I'm like, Lucius, you're one of those awful, stereotypical, bullying PTA moms who just have <laughs> power, popularity, and have everyone else know that they're better than the rest of them. Dude, truth. <laughs> also, I really want to point out the sinister lighting on Lucius throughout this entire scene. Like, the only place he has light on him is, like, his eyes. Like, yeah. everywhere else, it's dark. It's just, it's so interesting. The lighting is really well it's, done in this it's movie. It's really well done. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I feel like it... You talking about the improv, I feel like it should have been Lucius who left. Yeah, I think you're right. Now because that Harry asked for the diary. Yeah. yeah. So he probably was supposed to leave earlier, but he didn't. Yeah. He just probably. made that comment or whatever. But um, so, yeah. So when he does actually leave, he kicks the air. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, pretending it's Dobby. And he just told them that later. And they were like, yeah. okay, I'm glad that. I, yeah, I remember hearing them. Be like, what was that that you did? And he's like, oh, I kicked him. <laughs> it's like, yep. oh, we can put yep. that in. Yep. <laughs> that works. And so then, yes, Harry does ask for the diary. Mm-hmm. And he shoves his sock inside of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he takes it to Lucius out in the hallway. And he's like, here you go, Lucius. You forgot something. And he's like, um, okay. So he takes it and then he just hands it to Dobby. Yeah. And keeps walking, and Harry's like, open it <laughs> with Dobby. Here, here's the thing for me. How did Lucius not realize that the diary was thicker than it was supposed to be? I don't know. Because it's all waterlogged and destroyed. And stabbed, and like, yeah. maybe, yeah. But still, I feel like I <laughs> so would that's probably why he didn't think about it. He probably was just like, diary. well, it's tattered and gross, so here you go, Dobby, enjoy. <laughs> but... Oh no. Okay. You're back. I'm back. I don't know why I keep going offline. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the diary is all tattered and destroyed. And um, so he just hands it to Dobby. He's like, whatever, here you go. It's yeah. yours now. You can have that. I don't want it. Um, and so then Harry makes Dobby like open it. He doesn't like make him, but he's like, open mm-hmm. it. And so then Dobby's like, oh my gosh, a sock! <laughs> yeah. And so he gets all excited. And um, Jason Isaacs, he got, like, obviously he plays his character very well. Like, he knows yes. how to do Lucius, yes. like, to a T. Um, and so he gets really upset the way 
you would expect yeah and i was gonna say because uh because you know dobby is kind of like a sock like a master has presented dobby with clothes i'm free yeah he's dobby is free yes and he's like you lost me my servant <laughs> and, and that voice specifically <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely definitely on that just voice. like me right there no <laughs> i mean the cadence was right the the voice was wrong <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, he gets all upset, obviously, and yeah. this is another one of those improv scenes where, um, Jason Isaacs was like, ooh, I'ma cast a spell at him, but the only spell he could think of was Avada Kedavra, <laughs> because, like, the fourth book had just come out or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, Which, it was the only one he could think of. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I, I, knowing that's improv, like, now knowing that it was improv, that he did that... I'm kind of like, okay, I get it. But on the other hand, like, watching it and not knowing that, I'm like, why would Lucy try to kill Harry? Harry has five more books. And he's 12! <laughs> this full-grown adult man is trying to kill a poor little 12-year-old boy who's just trying to survive school. And what like, was the- what was gonna happen if Voldemort came back and was like, "All right, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna resume my quest to kill Harry," and then Lucy would have to be like, "Um, about that, he's already dead." I, Sorry, I, I may have killed him. Yeah, no, but no. also, <laughs> also when you think about it, mm-hmm. had Lucius actually used Avada Kedavra on Harry right then and there, would that have just killed the Horcrux? I don't know. I don't know either. Because I don't understand how Horcruxes work. <laughs> it's like, does... Would Voldemort have had to be the one to kill Harry for the Horcrux to die? Or did time. Harry just have to die? I don't know. Could Harry have died in a car crash and that would have killed the Horcrux <laughs> and he could have come back to life from that? Dies, dies in a car crash <laughs> where a crocodile pulls out a knife and gives him another scar? Yes. Another one? <laughs> Yeah, matching scores. Yes, I don't know, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, that part was improv. He, the, it was the only spell that came to his mind. He was like, "This is great. I'm gonna do this. This is gonna work so well." And um, obviously, it freaks everyone out when they first watch it if they know what that spell is because they're like, "Wait a second. Yes, <laughs> that's the killing curse. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So that's not gonna work very well. Nope. But, um, yeah, so does that, and um, we basically just move on from that scene because Dobby protects Harry, and then uh, Lucius just leaves, right? Yeah, Lucius leaves, and then, yeah. you know, Harry is like, Dobby, can you promise me something? And Dobby's kind of yeah. like, huh? And he's like, never try to save my life again. And yep. I'm, I was kind of like, I don't know if Dobby actually promised that, technically. I don't think he did. Because Dobby, Dobby never said, like, okay, I promise not to do that. Yeah. He just kind of, like, gives a little smile. Yeah, <laughs> he like, does. Okay. He's like, I can't make any promises I can't keep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so then... We move on to the end of the the year. Yeah, we arrive at the Great Hall where we see a lot of different students welcoming back uh, Sir Nicholas. Yes. And I'm like, how did they unpetrify and nearly headless Nick? Yeah, or not really whatever, sure how the ghost one Whatever works. they even did to him. I don't even know if he was petrified or if he was just like double dead. 
<laughs> like, double dead. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. Imagine being double dead as a ghost. <laughs> you'd be a ghost, but you'd be dead. Like I'm actually double dead. dead. <laughs> double dead. You can't say you're double dead because you're dead. People need to fan me down the hallway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. But know. were the other He's ghosts okay. able to perform CPR on him or something like? <laughs> Ghost CPR. Ghost Yikes. CPR. Yikes. <laughs> uh, he's okay, and obviously the students who are petrified are okay, because Hermione's there. Hermione! And Harry and Ron get to talk to her, and and it's obviously like a nice little reunion, because they've missed her for the past, like, however long she was petrified. I don't yeah. know how long it was. Not that long, but... Not as long as some of the others, at least. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not as long as Colin Creevy. <laughs> yeah. Or Mrs. Um, Norris. <laughs> or Mrs. Norris. <laughs> but um, they're all at their, their little feast. and I, I, um, I want to point out, yes. you, you see Hermione, and Hermione sees yes. Harry and Ron. She hugs Harry, and then there's this awkward handshake between her and Ron, and it makes no sense. Uh-huh. It's because Emma Watson felt really like she was supposed to hug both of them, mm-hmm. but she felt really weird about hugging Rupert. And I don't know if it's because she had like a crush on him or what, but um, she hugs Daniel, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And then when she was about to hug Rupert, she's like, well, you know, handshake. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, I feel like I. Like, I know I've heard this before and, like, somewhat recently, yeah. too, but I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, it's that. It's, it's that. because she was, like, yeah. uncomfortable with giving Rupert a hug, and I'm not really sure yeah. why. Um, I don't know, because I know at some point during all the filming, like, I know Emma had a crush on Tom. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know she about did. Rupert, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Rupert either, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, um, I'm pretty sure I'm the one who told you. Maybe. Maybe you are the one who told me. Because I definitely watched that whole video that told me all about these little tidbits. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. So that's why that hug is weird and makes no sense and all that. Because there's a hug and then there's a handshake. And yeah, obviously, (laughs) if you were watching, you'd be like, what? (laughs) Yeah, you'd be like, this is awkward. But you could also chalk it up to her having a crush on Ron and being like, yeah, I feel weird about all of this. (laughs) Exactly. I get that. So Um, it it can go either way. Yeah. I do also have to question why Hermione was the last to show up to the feast, kind of. Because Madame Pomfrey was already there. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she was, I, I don't know, maybe going she to had the bathroom. To, <laughs> maybe she had to go apologize to Madame Pence for ripping a page out of the book. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It was like eating her up while she was petrified. Like, <laughs> I ripped a page out of this book. I ripped a page out of this book. I have you know to what? say sorry. That's another question. Can they still... I guess maybe they can actually... Um, um, like, are they still See? conscious? Or yeah, whatever? are they still conscious? I don't know. I don't know, question. but I'm, I'm just remembering of uh, Puffs the Play, where uh, there's a scene sometime after, like, the third year where, like, Justin Finch Fletchley is like, I still have nightmares of my petrified days. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe they can. Who knows? You never know. You never know. I feel like if you, if you do remember, though, and you were conscious... 
during like while you were petrified i feel like you would have some sort of like um trauma from that yeah probably i would say that is probably accurate probably um and then dumbledore lets them know that the exams are canceled Mm -hmm. which is exciting and hermione is upset for some reason i was just saying that hermione is upset for some reason that exams are canceled yeah which why hermione you haven't had a chance to study for sure like what (laughs) i don't understand why she's upset about it but she's upset yeah um and then we get the entrance of hagrid hagrid and the music is so pretty right here yes it's so pretty it definitely is. I mean, the soundtrack overall is just so good for this movie series. Yes, it is. It really like, is. It's phenomenal. Like, specifically, these first, like, two or three movies, it's really good. Yeah, the ones where the music is incredibly distinct. Yes. Yes, definitely. And I, I think it's partly because it's still the, like, quote-unquote happier movies. Yeah. Even though this one was a really dark uh, story when you really think about it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Hagrid shows up and uh, and if I remember correctly, you know, like Harry hugs him when he comes up. Yeah. And uh, and like Hagrid is also like, oh, you know, some ruddy bird called Errol like got lost or and something. And Ron's like, oof, that's mine. Which, how did <laughs> Hagrid know that that was the owl's name? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't know either. Do owls have name tags? Maybe. Like, in case they get lost. <laughs> Maybe. It tells you which fireplace to take the flu powder trip yeah. to. <laughs> but, uh, it, there's this really awkward moment where Hagrid is talking to the trio. And, like, everyone is just silent and watching them. And I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Yeah, and it's definitely strange. Yeah. But, yay that he came back from Azkaban. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, Harry starts clapping, and, like, everyone else starts clapping, and there's a whole bunch of cheering, and everyone's yeah. like, yeah! It's time to celebrate. It's Woo. time to celebrate. Hagrid's <laughs> back. Yes. Which, it, it, all that seemed a bit much, but also it wasn't, and I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, but yeah, uh, that's my, my stuff. Yeah, I would say, um... I have one more thing, but it's... You do, but I have a tiny bit more to uh, say. So, um... So, like, this is the last scene with, like, Hagrid coming back and all the cheering and the clapping and whatnot. And basically, like, the camera pans out as they're all cheering and clapping and, like, goes outside of Hogwarts. And you have this really great just ending picture of hogwarts and just this really dramatic music going on and it's just it's super pretty super beautiful and yeah. this is i feel like i feel like it gets to a certain point where you don't necessarily get a good like really pretty shot of hogwarts at the end of yeah. the movie i feel like it's mostly just these first two movies yeah that, do that for Cause, sure because the next one is harry on the hippogriff like writing it over yeah. the Black Lake or whatever. 
And that's a weird ending shot. Yeah, it is a weird ending shot. But I feel like it fit the movie, honestly. It did. I don't like that movie, though. <laughs> I know. I mean, maybe I'll like it more if I watch it again. Yeah, I know. I'm like, maybe I'll like it more this time, actually. <laughs> but Now that I'm paying attention to all the little details. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll hate it more. I don't know. Who knows? We'll get there. <laughs> we will. I feel like at the every time I get to the end of a movie, I'm going to be like, wow, this is great. I love it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have a hard time with that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see, we'll see. But you're right about the ending shots. They're all different. Yeah. Um, I did want to point out, and this is the only movie that this happens on in this series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the only one with an end credit scene. Yes. Which is special because this was way before end credit scenes were really a thing. Mm-hmm. Because it was in like the early 2000s, like 2002, I think is when this yeah, movie came out. Yeah, I was gonna say, out. I think this is 2002. So um, that's a an interesting little tidbit, and it's not a very long one. It's just a short little end scene with Lockhart, um, and there's nothing like to be said, and it doesn't move the story along at all. But I always thought it was interesting, and I have a kind of funny story about it because. Um, I was going to go watch Fantastic Beasts, the first one, with my cousin and my aunt and my uncle. Um, And while we were leaving that one, I was like, well, I mean, we don't know if there's like an end credit scene, so let me check, because I have this app that I use to see if there's an end credit scene. And um, I checked, and there wasn't one, and I was like, oh, okay, and... And my cousin was like, there's never an end credit scene on Harry Potter movies. And I was like, you want to bet? Like, I will show you that there's an end credit scene on the movie. Yeah. Um, and he was like, there's not one on that one. And I was like, oh, yeah, there is. So then I pulled up the movie while we were walking out of the theater on my, my Voodoo account because I already owned it at that point in time. And so I had it, the digital copy. So I pulled it up and I scrolled all the way to the end of the credits. Um, of this like almost three hour movie if you have the extended edition yeah. <laughs> and yes. I was like just just watch and I handed it to him and he was like what the heck I've never seen that before in my life and I was like <laughs> yeah because no one knows it exists so this is my PSA guys there's an end credit scene it's not that important but it exists yeah and I I uh, like I, I've definitely heard about it and I meant to watch it before we recorded this, and I completely forgot. That's okay. You can but always watch it another time. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'll probably watch it right after this, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Just so I can not that special. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I, I know it's not special, but I want to watch it, so. <laughs> it's literally Lockhart, um, and it says, like, who am I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it yeah. says Gildory Lockhart at the top. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. There we go. There we go. And that's the end of the movie. It is. Literally. Which, we t- we yeah. talked about the end credits scene. We did. <laughs> it's the very end of the movie. Yeah. And uh, that's the end of Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. So our, our next thing will be Trivial Pursuit. And then we get to move on to our princess. Yes. Should we keep our it a surprise? Princess. I think maybe we should. Okay. We're going to keep it a surprise. Yeah. So be sure to be on the lookout for the next Disney princess. Yeah, for the next Dream of the Damned episode. Yes. Because it'll be fantastic. It's going to be great. 
haven't even read the story yet, but we're going to party it up. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Because, like, obviously I've read it, but... Like, I haven't, actually. Time to, time to reread. Oh, you haven't? No, I haven't actually read the story. It's going to be a party, Colleen. Oh, I like, it's I know... Be a party. I know bits and pieces of the story, but I haven't <laughs> yeah. actually read it. Well, yeah, you know bits and pieces of it because of other things that yes. have the bits and pieces in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I getcha, I getcha. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I guess we should keep, keep it magical. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on both Twitter and Instagram at BMM underscore Oh My. We have finally launched our website and our Patreon. Yay! Woo! Be sure to check out the website at bmmohmy.wixsite. That's W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash bmm underscore oh my. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omai at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark.